0: Everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of hey what the fuck are you doing you just pee on my couch hi everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of
1: not peeing on
2: couches
0: eat sleep list where we make lists about stuff my name is matt johnson one of your hosts and today I am not joined by Mr. Daniel Torres. He had a uh, personal emergency to take care of and he will be out for this week, but I I I got the right man for the job. All right? Got the right man for the job. Um very very excited to discuss this episode with one of my best friends, uh a guy who I have great conversations with about books, history, all stuff that pertains to this week's episode. Uh, everybody, welcome back to the show. His record, probably 10th time. Not Maybe not that much, but you're up there. I got to count. Mr. Brian Fitch. Brian, welcome back, buddy. How are
1: you? I'm well. Thank you, as always. I'm happy to join you, especially for this kind of content. But, uh, you know, after hearing the Johnny Townsend appearance on uh, a couple episodes ago, it was, two, it was two episodes ago, right, for East Sleep?
0: That's correct, yep.
1: Uh, well, I hear, I heard him and I heard, like, oh, he's here all the time. I'm like, that, no, nah, that's my title. I'm here all the time.
0: <laughs> we have our favorites, that's for sure. People who, all well, – we love everybody who comes on the show, of course, but some people are, uh, easier to access than others. Uh, and there's other people we want to get back on, uh, mm-hmm. most definitely. But I, I know I can ask you on a whim, hey, do you want to do Eat Sleep List? And you're there. Um, other schedule configurations and stuff. It don't mean we don't like having you on, you know. But uh, but yeah, that's kind of where we're at with with that. I, Dan, yeah, Dan messaged me, goes, you know, trying to figure out scheduling, rescheduling and stuff. Both our schedules are pretty tight, and uh, it wouldn't allow it. And I go, Dan, just take the week off, dude. Whatever it is, you're fine. <laughs> he he covers my ass all the time. He he hosted an episode where uh, I was on. Vacation. He did another one where I just, I think around Christmas time, a couple ones where I just wasn't feeling it or needed a week off. So I, like, dude, you're fine. You're crazy busy as it is. Let's take the week off. So, um, so we finagled some stuff. So today we're not going to do the colors list, the color combinations list. And I wanted to flip it around because we were actually going to do this episode in two weeks, uh, the three of us. And I was like, all right, this is a good opportunity you know, to get Brian, uh, maybe do a little one-on-one. I asked Dan if he wanted to participate in this one. He goes, no, 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 it, like it, I, it's okay, go ahead, you can do it. Uh, so we're going to do it. We are going to do the uh, our top ten favorite presidents in U.S. history. And I know, all right, I know. I'm not going to go on a big tirade here, but it may be a small one. I know that politi- politics, political stuff, very... very divisive, unfortunately. And history is also, unfortunately, one of those things that people see differently. You may think one thing, and then years down the line, something comes out, and it completely flips it. Politics is ugly. I get it. Um, I've ranged from all sorts of different views on politics over various things. I've been... Uh, heavily Democrat. I've been Republican. I've been, uh, and currently I would certainly say I, I I find myself in the middle as I've grown with wisdom and age and surrounding myself with people who at the, you know, at maybe at the time I didn't necessarily agree with uh, I, on certain aspects. I've grown as a, hu- a human being. I've grown as a person and I've had a better understanding of the world and I'm grateful for that. You know, we we're in a you know Brian we're we're in a world where uh, people who don't believe in the stuff philosophically they they stay divided they stay away from each other they hate each other they don't know why it's just just a difference of opinion and it's it's really sad to see because I've seen a lot of people not talk to friends over stuff like that I've seen people lost touch and cut off parents siblings uh aunt's uncle's grandfather's uh- well grandparents in general sorry um pronouns pale and uh and it's sad it's really unfortunate that that's kind of where we're at today um i I will say and i'm not hamming it up because Brian is here uh i I become a much better person i think well versed person because of my friendship with brian um you know that goes for a lot of the people here. Um, that I interact with, Dan. I become a much better person with a much better perspective on the world, um, because again, I've, I've surrounded myself with people who, again, our politics didn't line up, but now I found that happy medium, that happy balance, and I, I have peace with with what I am and what I believe, and I think that's the, the best way to put it. And I, I, I'm not here to tell you what to think, what to do, how to operate. You do you. You're in control of your own life. You're in your own destiny. That's you know it's your problem. You're 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 controlling who you uh, interact with, who you want to talk to. Um, but I just it's sad that everything just feels so extreme. But um, that's neither here nor there. Uh, today we're going to go through history again. Me and Brian love our history, mm-hmm. and uh, we love to talk about it and we 're going to go through our top ten u s presidents we 're trying to look at the our, our top ten favorite we 're trying to look at the positive side and uh, also another disclaimer everybody who 's run this country is a pile of shit <laughs> <laughs> like it, you could find stuff and reasons to hate them, yeah all right between yeah. um you know slaveholders all right uh People who didn't own slaves, but they're pretty racist, uh, homophobes, sexist people, uh, you know, anti-Semitic. Uh, the, the list goes on and on and on. We could, you know, I'm we're trying to do better. All right, there's slim pickings when it comes to the best people to hold. The, I think maybe three people who are ethically relatively pure, have held the Oval Office, it would be a very, very quick episode. Yeah. All right. You know, everybody's flawed. Sometimes, you know, the presidents are, they come off a little bit more flawed than, a little bit more flawed than than everybody else. But they're in the national spotlight. And in prepping for this episode, I I always love this quote. I know, I, again, I guess this rant turned a little bit long. I love this quote. It's from Black pa- the Black Panther movie, okay? Um, T'Challa is with his father, T'Chaka, on the, I think believe, believe they call it the astral plane. Um, and his father says, it's hard to be a good man and a good king. Uh, mm. And it's always sat with me. Like, being a leader is tough. I can't, I don't know. I've never been president. I don't know what goes on in that oval office. You have to make the best decisions for a group of people who may not agree with you and half of them probably don't. It might be about a 60-40 split now, but most a lot of them don't agree with you based on your experiences and your the you know, your I guess education in a sense. Having to make the best decisions right we we've you and I have talked we love we love reading about wartime heroes right there's a lot of good ones you and I have discussed the American Revolution quite a bit yeah uh, civil war has been a big one recently and and some of the very very tough decisions that these people have to make you know surrounded by politicians who are looking for their job looking to shut them down or ruin a reelection and by people who hate them and are relatively free to express that hatred it's tough i i i can't imagine it's not a job that i i feel like if you want it um the some of the best presidents have been people who didn't seek the the uh the office i i feel but uh that's neither here nor there my tirade is done we're almost 10 minutes (laughs) in this damn episode well
1: as you were saying i just want to say that you're talking about the quote from black panther about a, a good man and, you know, a good chief. Um, Mike Tyson, I actually heard on a – who's now like a sage, right? He's like all of a sudden like – Oh, people a- forgot real quick about <laughs> some of his stuff, and he's come a long way. Yeah, come a him. long way. He likes, he likes learning and, and reading and growing as a person. Yes. He quoted JFK one time. He said it's one of his greatest quotes. He said – at a point in JFK's life as a, a man, he understood uh, he had met a lot of good men and um, maybe even quite fewer, a, a lot of um, great men. Yeah. But it's better to be a good man than a great man. Yeah. Because the, being known as great, a great general or a great president or whatever like that very rarely even comes with the caveat of, yeah, but, you know, he— was committed to his community or he was an outstanding father. You know I mean? That yeah. always doesn't always come with it. You know, we think of the word great, and uh, once again, I'll reference another person, Dan Carlin, a great historian, podcaster, one of the legends in the business, capital G, great man. He uses that very specifically for only certain people. He says Genghis Khan, or Genghis as he pronounces it, <laughs> uh, is known as a. He's a great man, but he was a horrible person. Right. But he made an impact. And I think that's kinda like what we're gonna find ourselves getting into as we discuss his precedence. And I think each time we get to our next guy on our list, um, we're all gonna have a little caveat maybe to say of like listen. Yeah. <laughs> listen, let me let me tell you about this guy. Right.
0: right. <laughs> and I dude, I'm not afraid to mention some of them on my own too. I again I admit they're all flawed. Yeah. Um these are my choices based on my life experiences. Um, what I perceive uh to be in the world of politics um it, yeah, so this is uh this is this is how I feel so um without further ado, let us hop into our top ten favorite u s presidents, Brian, you are the guest, kick us off with your number ten
1: number ten I figured would be the hardest because I worked from the top down I was like i Matt knows I got some favorites that we've already talked about in our own time. And uh, getting to 10, it made it uh, not an easy task. So I settled on the first president. George Washington comes in here at number 10. Number 10, okay. Number 10 for George Washington. Uh, Tough ask to be the first president. Uh, Even tougher when everyone's trying to get you to be the first king. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, he kind of established a lot of what makes our understanding of our form of government and the way that our highest elected official uh, and how he was going to govern, how he was going to represent this country. Like, he established a lot of that stuff. Now, obviously, he's got some other stuff tied to him. There's some historical references that get tied to a lot of these presidents uh, of his time, a lot of these congressmen. They were... Obviously, a lot of them slave owners. Um, George Washington, no different. Uh, so, obviously, that's not great. But if you can just base it on how did he help impact the country? Well, he quickly turned a outstanding military career uh, of taking a underdog and turning us into a respectable world power. Um, not top dog yet, but, you know— he had it in his mind of, you know, this is how we're going to live this way. We're going to, we're going to take care of each other. It's, he was very centric. I like that too. And, um, you know, you have to start somewhere. So that's why Georgia Washington comes in at 10. Very good. Yeah. No qualms about that.
0: Um, I'm going to save a lot of commenting cause he's, he's on my list. Yep. Um, and I'll go into further detail when the time comes. Uh, but there's no, I mean, there's no wrong. You you brought up a lot of great points. You know, initially about setting. I mean, you're setting the precedent as a president, mm-hmm. and it's hard. He's a very, very admirable figure, flawed as we all know, but a very, very admirable figure. I, Brian, we're not gonna. I'm not gonna specify what it is, but Brian, seen my Fourth of July shirt. Hopefully, it comes in in time. I can't
1: wait. I can't wait, is it the one that I thought that you should get?
0: Yes, well, I bought two of them, oh, there you I go. bought two, so um, but the one you suggested will be will be the one I wear um so yeah, George Washington, all time great, uh, you think about everything he 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 went through um yeah, love, love, love George washington, so um uh, i can I can assure you he will be on this list again. Um. All right, my number ten. I actually, just flip flopped it again. I I I read some more stuff in between the car ride here, and and uh, and actually, while he was discussing his pick, I was like, I just I just can't do this. I can't I can't make this selection. I can't justify this person uh, in my ten spot. Um. So my number ten. I'm going to go with the greatest what if president. Of all, well, I would say greatest what if president of all time, and that is uh, John F. Kennedy. Nah. John Fitzgerald Kennedy uh, is, in my opinion, the greatest what if president. Uh, he was the youngest president ever elected. I believe it's still the case to this day. Right. I'm not entirely; it is still true. Yep. Okay. Um, I love listening to JFK speeches. They're very empowering, and I think they still hold up to this day. All right? Very, you know, they they hold up well to this day. Um, You know, I love the one about what your country can do for you or what you can do for your country. I don't have it verbatim, obviously, but uh, I always found that great. Uh, I was on the fringe with him for this list because of, uh, you know, some – uh, some rough stuff, the Bay of Pigs invasion of Cuba, not that great, but he also handled the Cuban Missile Crisis very, very well in his time. You know, the the 1960s were a very, very turbulent time. I mean, it, it's always a turbulent time, but in this modern era, the amount of stuff that had to be dealt with, turbulent, you know. JFK, there's so many conspiracies surrounding him, his his, his life, um... His death, and he's one of the most intriguing presidents, I think, from a historical perspective. We're still talking about his assassinations to this day because we have no idea why.
1: I do. Do yeah. you know? No, I'm not. I'm not allowed to say. You're not allowed to say. Well, oh yeah, I want to keep living. That's fair. That's fair. No, that's a good point. You don't know who's listening. <laughs> I would hope not. <laughs> boom, boom. No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, that was fucked up. All right. Um... But, yeah, I, you know, I grew up here hearing about idolizing JFK, and I, he's a guy who didn't even get to finish out his first term. Um, great what-if president. You know, he had civil rights right on the cusp, and Lyndon Johnson ended up capitalizing on it. Uh, you know, would Vietnam have elevated to the point where it did if he hadn't passed away? All right. If he had, you know, he probably would have been elected again. I would imagine he would have been elected again in 1964. Um, but, yeah, he'd only seen a little over three years of his term. All right. I think November 60, was it November 63? Yeah. Okay, down in Dallas. He got, um, you know, blown up a little bit. But, uh, but yeah, love JFK, love the myths surrounding him, love the what if around him, just this youthful, Reinvigoration, um, and my God, what a cursed family! JFK first, then his brother Robert. Um, I am intrigued by, I believe it's his nephew that's running for the Democratic uh, nomination right now. He's he's mostly doing a Twitter campaign, but um, you know, like some of his ideals, uh, Kennedy is one of the most cursed families I think in political history. Yeah. And uh they I mean both two of them murdered in the in the 60s.
1: They didn't help themselves. They didn't, they didn't like keeping their heads down. They 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 stuck their noses right in places that some people got mad about. That's probably true. Yeah. That's probably true. R- RFK a lot more than JFK in a lot of ways.
0: Yeah. No, no doubt about it.
1: So, um but yeah. Is it RFK?
0: I bl- yes it is. Yep. Do they have the same middle name or is it just coincidence? Is it RFK? I don't
1: know. Robert I'm... Kennedy, though. Robert Kennedy.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. So that is my number ten. I'm going to go JFK. Um, I I'd put. I'd he'd probably be in the top five if he finished out two terms. Mm-hmm. He would. He would have changed the course of history forever. So um, JFK, at number ten.
1: What do you got? At number nine. Number nine. We got Thomas Jefferson. Okay. Once again, big caveat up top. Uh, yep, another slave owner, unfortunately. Uh, huge, actually, advocate of slave owner, uh, being a slave owner. Well, it's it was, Gino- because yeah. he was like it was his huge wealth from right. um, being a slave owner. It was a little different than George Washington. He was right. against it, but he was like, yeah, I, I got him. And I got him, and they make me lots of money. Yes, so I like him. That's uh, literally, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just so much, yeah. there, I have a few on my list that are like that. But the the things that though the so all the good things about. Jefferson is he, he's the first big advocate for the small government and this that the federal government should not ever overpower or over um have more of the balance than the states. Yeah. He was a big states' rights guy. Um, the other thing, like, that's ginormous and hugely important. Louisiana Purchase, yes. you know what I mean? Without that, we don't have a lot of the wealth that we end up happening. You know, getting control of the Mississippi River, being able to, once we all kind of grow out there to the Midwest, being able to get it out to the Gulf Coast like that and ship, it, it quickly expanded our economy. And in a lot of ways, you don't see that growth in the early 1800s to mid-1800s without Thomas Jefferson's aggressive purchase. It wasn't well thought of at the time because people didn't see the value in the Midwest. That they thought he was overstepping the executive brand, like his,
0: his presidential abilities it wasn't in the constitution specifically about expanding stuff but yeah. um but you're 100% right. People were just happy with what they had. Um and doubling the size of the US was not on a lot of many people's itineraries but a no. great great strategic move
1: no but he had he had some you know friends down in the south that were kind of like letting him know like listen more the more ports that we have the better this is gonna be and he bought in um but outside of that you know thomas jefferson is just one of those presidents that gets talked about a lot and for me personally it's not like I I love him like some of these other guys are going to come up on the list because he's kind of a dick. <laughs> like, he was hard to get along with. Yeah. Like, him yeah. and John Adams, like... What a great rivalry. Hated each other. Hated each other. But both so important to pushing forward the Constitution and the way it was going to be implemented, you know, and, and utilized and stuff like that. So... Without Thomas Jefferson, I don't think we're quite the country that we are today.
0: I think it's a fair start. I, I think it's a fair start. Um and of course the little tidbit, uh I don't do you have John Adams on your list? I don't want to encroach your territory at all.
1: I was torn on him. I left him off. Okay. Um
0: little tidbit. I'm sure people know this by now, but him. Thomas Jefferson, good old TJ, and John Adams both died on the same day on the 50th anniversary of the Declaration of Independence. Yep, which is really really cool. Fourth of July, eighteen twenty it will be twenty six. Have to be twenty six. Yep. Yeah, um, hours apart. You know, hours apart. Like, how symbolic is that? Right. How insane that the two founding fathers passed away at the same time. Uh, I think. Jefferson died before because Adams said something about – there's a note. I, I remember reading about this. There's a note that John Adams had that something about – again, I'm paraphr- or, over-exaggerating, but that bastard Jefferson outlived me. He did, definitely didn't say that, but Jefferson actually passed away a couple hours before him. Um, so I, I think that's mighty symbolic. uh yeah, Jeffersonians, uh, and and again the small government thing that's so 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 you know uh, big important opposite Federalists. Jefferson kind of Jefferson really helped the the downfall of the Federalist Party um, by establishing he literally I mean it was literally a six term six or yeah like a six straight term um, Jeffersonian Republican with Jefferson, Madison, and Monroe that just. Killed the Federalists, so um, they weren't a very long-lasting party. So I love your choice, buddy. That's a great one.
1: Weren't the Federalists also very rooted in some of the Loyalists that were left over that didn't leave for England?
0: That's correct. Um, So when, uh, when George Washington's cabinet, there was a the, the the Republicans were small government. French sympathetic because they helped during the war. The Federalists were bigger government, government more centralized power. English, uh, English ties, English you know preference. We're, we're, we should be cordial with them because we were, we're our, our nation's history is connected, and obviously that backfired in the War of eighteen twelve. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but. Um, but yeah, there there was there was those loyalties and um that the war of 1812 was probably the final nail in the coffin, like the final like big nail in the coffin for it, but but you are right. They they were very very split with their loyalties. Um tough tough stuff. But uh yeah, TJ actually did not make my list. He's a he's a fringe one for me. I I like his story a lot. Um I'm glad he's a, he made your list, though, so I get to talk about him a little bit, too.
1: I'm, I might actually bump off my next guy because I think he's going to be on your list. That's Yeah, it's your I, list, though. I know. I know. But there's a guy that's been hanging and, and he's been waiting in the green room that's going to shock people. Like, that Royal Rumble appearance, that really <laughs> blows your mind. Like, the one guy that you didn't expect to show up, he might, he might show up. Fair enough. Fair enough.
0: All right. My number nine. I'm going to go, um, I was taught, I was kind of taught to, to to worship and love this guy. Um, uh, my feelings have changed to yay him, to eh, kind of in the middle. It, it, again, this is all like depending on your preferences. Um, I'm a very big fan of small government. All right. Big government means big taxes coming out of my paycheck and regulations, and just what, in my opinion, a kill, a murdering of creative freedom in a in a weird, deep philosophical sense. I'm going to put though um, Franklin Delano Roosevelt here at number nine, and it, literally everything I just said that my preferences. <laughs> In government, FDR is absolutely not. All right. FDR was a war, you know, ended up pulling the U.S. economy um, together And, and the U.S. people out of the Great Depression. Right. He introduced a lot of big government programs. The problem with big government programs is that they just keep getting bigger. The more you add the more, the bigger they grow, and it could be to a detriment. There's a lot of wasted money, wasted um, just resources, and cutting back on a lot of big government programs has helped balance, kind of balance budgets uh, as well as they possibly can. Uh, I admire the hell out of FDR, though. Because not only – I admire any person who can pull the country together to win not one election, um, not two elections, not three elections, but four – I mean, winning once is great. Like, it's phenomenal. Like, how cool is that? Winning twice is cool. Winning three times is amazing. And winning a fourth time is absolutely um, insane. And for people who are traditionalists, I used to be like, oh, man, he really overstepped his boundaries. And then I thought about it. I I really thought about it. Yes, George Washington set the wonderful precedent of two terms and you're out. But I, I think I might be against term limits for president. Like, hear me out. In sports... You know that a, somebody a champion will. This is a, a terrible comparison, but a champion will will be really good and retire, and then somebody else will fill in with like an interim like kind of thing, All right. Or they they disappear in injury and they. It essentially renders, in my opinion, it renders all future champions kind of. You didn't beat the best. FDR, like I, I feel like a, the people, like American people, should have the freedom to choose who they want. And if they don't like that person or somebody from an opposite party, um, it, you know, it dis disagrees with this person's views, well, raise a better candidate. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Like raise somebody that can go out and beat. Like FDR was clapping okay. cheeks in the at the polls. All right, the first right. one I think was a well, no, they just hated Hoover. Anybody could have won. I mean, people hated Herbert Hoover. This dude was such a, like, I think a nice guy, but just a terrible, terrible candidate. After he got beat, he, he would campaign. He he campaigned against FDR. After that, he screwed up Thomas Dewey. Like Eisenhower, legit had to be like, no, <laughs> please don't.
1: <laughs> I don't want you here with me. Um, if we had had Dewey though, we never would have had the mafia protecting the ports of New York City. It's one of those things.
0: It's 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 one of those things. Uh, Dewey would have been an interesting one, uh, no doubt about it. I've kind of followed him a little bit, um, so I think term limits are. Be- I feel like nothing gets done with term limits too. I feel like people put plans in place that you know go beyond a third and fourth, and it sounds tyrannical, but I, again, less government, freedom to choose the best person you feel right to, you know, do stuff like there's several presidents, you know, I know, I know he's on your list. He's certainly on mine, Uh, but Ulysses S. Grant, all right, you know, an interesting cat. He was kind of, we're going to talk about him, but, you know, he's, I think one of the first ones to run for a third term and he was actually kind of close to getting his party's, you know, nomination. Um, But there's people who, there's other people, Teddy Roosevelt was, was somebody who kind of went away and came back for a third term cuz he wanted to continue his policies and, and and make things see make things better. All right. It sounds really weird, but I feel like the people, the American people have the right and anybody who elects their their representatives democratically um should choose the best candidate and if and if the other side doesn't want to raise a better candidate to top them to To entice everybody, that that's how I feel. Excuse me, but since we do have term limits, um, term limit everybody, <laughs> term limit everybody. If that's how it's going to be, um, I say no one over the age of sixty five. That's another great one too, honestly, because um, there are a lot of out of touch people yep.
1: in, uh, in 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 government. Yeah, get the old money out for sure get the um, new money the, yes the new <laughs> corrupted money yes the new printed money <laughs> my uh my thoughts on the term limit thing i'm intrigued how about this for a caveat on top of that uh it, you only get allowed you only get elected to your third term if you win the popular vote not the electoral interesting so how i about feel like you, it
0: should go by popular vote anyways but
1: because i have a problem with it the electoral doesn't always represent what actually one everyone's actually thinking. That's fair too, and the electoral college was—we're not talking about that—but nah. the electoral college is really a way of our founding fathers kind of thinking like, we got a bunch of dummies in this this country. How can we keep the dummies from screwing everything up? <laughs> I know we got a bunch of farmers that don't read. <laughs> uh,
0: I I think of the optimistic point where it kind of gives everybody some kind of representation, but I mean, can you imagine with how everybody trolls everybody now? Oh, for sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but it's 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 worth the thing, but that's not that not, that's not the here and over there. FDR, uh, great thing. He 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 did some smaller government stuff too. He repealed prohibition. Should have never been banned. Should never been outlawed. Silly, silly, silly. Uh, was that Wilson, Woodrow Wilson, who did that? Or somebody before? Put me on the spot. I can't remember. I, I apologize. But um, FDR was the first to utilize radio. Loved, you know, he loved to connect people to radio. And um, my last point, just let and helped turn the tide of World War II. All right, Britain was on its last legs. Uh, there were some other places. They, you know. There's the small, like um, displaced French government. And French soldiers fighting, but it was, you know, and obviously the Russians on the Eastern front, but FDR, you know, he was forced to do it. I think he always wanted to do it. Pearl Harbor gave him a reason to, and it's helped set the stage of where we're at right now, where America is now the world police. You brought us into two world wars. Um, Now we're on the big stage. You're coming to us for help. We're the police now. Yeah. Which I don't necessarily
1: like either, no. but but one um, of our favorite presidents was also That's true. A big fan of that, that's which true. we'll get to get to. We shall. FDR so. is definitely on my list, but i we'll, I'll save some more yeah, please. thoughts until then.
0: I'm sure we're gonna have a lot of similarities, it's oh, yeah. not at the same spot. So there's, and obviously like we for different said, reasons. There's only
1: so many that are kinda likable. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, no for sure. All right, what you got for us next, buddy? Number eight.
1: James Madison. Okay. The founding the the founding father of the constitution as he gets credited with that a lot already touched on this but uh the war of 1812 he is the president during the war of 1812 so he's the first president to be tested with a all outright war with a you know a, an opponent one that we already knew obviously but still like to be that young country you know you're only you know 40 years in or what like not even quite like you barely dipped your toes into representing yourself correct as a sovereign you know state now and now all of a sudden well we got to stick up for ourselves and it was kind of like a tough idea for everybody everyone's like I don't think we can do this again like our economy's not that great and we relied once again on a lot of our allies to win that war we don't win that war once again without the french 100% <laughs> it does, 100% it doesn't, it doesn't it doesn't happen so um it's him and his ties to Thomas Jefferson and once again the establishment of the the um, Democratic Republicans of America, which is they're credited as the first opposition government. they're the ones that go are going a little bit against the grain they're the ones that are always trying to keep the smaller government focus on states rights things like that so you know he's huge in that and I think that he did an above average job uh, for the early tests of being um, w- what I would consider the first, like, real challenge to, like, American sovereignty. sovereignty yeah, So, got I, us out of it, and uh got two terms out of it. Sure did. Um,
0: again, continuing the kind of the Jeffersonian Republican, uh, you know, deal, uh, part of the Virginia dynasty, four of the first five presidents being from Virginia,
1: and um, love his wife. Dolly Madison is a great character in- Do you know how he met her? I, I don't think I do. I just I just found out a few seconds ago. Please do. Please, sure. Aaron, I, Aaron Burr introduced them. Really? Yeah. Aaron Burr and James Madison were roommates at Princeton. Oh, shit. And then Aaron Burr introduced them.
0: Because he Burr was, I think Jefferson's first vice president, right? That sounds right. I, I'm pretty sure that he got taken off the ticket because he killed Alexander Hamilton. Yeah. That sounds right. 1804.
1: I mean, it was a it was a duel. Was Somebody a duel. was going
0: to, but it's just yeah, um, one of them things that
1: like never ended up with someone dying. By the way, <laughs> that's Except why then. everyone was like, <laughs> everyone's like, man, man, they used to duel. That's crazy, and I'm like it is, but it's not like now. It's not like you got if we were to go out now with with two handguns and have a duel. That's crazy because you're both probably gonna die. <laughs> yeah. Back then, it was like I got a better than eighty percent chance of surviving this thing, even if I get shot. I'm I'm probably gonna survive.
0: Yeah, Burr was uh Burr was uh not great.
1: Um, the other cool thing about James Madison, um, in reference to already selecting Thomas Jefferson on my last um spot is that he was instrumental in the louisiana purchase.
0: Yes, him and uh, him and monroe, i believe if i'm not mistaken helped kind of negotiate it and 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 put it into place. So um that's, you know, friends in high places, right? Yep. No yep. one jefferson. Yeah. Can't say enough. I, again, i i I guess i want to bring this up. Madison isn't on my list either, but um Dolly Madison, what a hero. For those who never heard the story, um, there is a famous one when the British were marching on the White House uh, Washington at the time, and they were coming with torches and they were going they they pretty much raised um, Washington. She stayed behind and made an effort she ordered i believe it was i forgot who the artist was, but it was a painting of George Washington had him break the frame roll it up and take it out before she left. She was one of the last people um to leave the White House before the 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 British destroyed uh Washington and the first White House. So um yeah. Great character, great men, you know, uh behind every great man I feel is a great great wife, a great woman. Yeah. I would definitely say so. Your last choice FDR, Eleanor. Eleanor was fantastic. They were cousins. Moving on, <laughs> I forget about that sometimes too. That's, uh, yeah, that's third, yeah, <laughs> yay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, I uh, it, the Dolly Madison, I I I adore, I adore. I actually, I think I'd like to find a book on her. If anybody has any recommendations, please send them my way. Um, very good. Is there anything you wanted to add to that? Nope. All right. Very cool. My number eight, I'm gonna go with uh probably the most the most or second most unlikely person to end up on a top ten presidential list anywhere. Um this man, ironically enough, did not like to talk, but he is the first president who talked on television. I'm talking about Calvin Coolidge, Silent Cal, uh was a uh, Republican president in 19—he uh, came about 1923 with the death of Warren G. Harding, and he took over president, ran for one election, and said, I've had enough. I'm only going to run for one term. I think he complica- he contemplated maybe doing a second one, but he was pretty confident. Um it- that he wanted to just do his one term and be done. He might have won again. I'm not entirely certain. Uh, Well, obviously nobody knows because he he didn't run. Um, Princey, what are you doing, pal? You got it. Uh, Coolidge, to me, is one of the best examples of how Republican, like, well, conservative should be. He was very, very small government. Very, very he cut a lot of stuff. He actually it, you know, he balanced the budget, which when you cut when you cut taxes, when you restrain stuff, you have to cut back on you have to cut back on the spending too. That kinda helps. All right. He was um he you know, he led America through the roaring twenties. He was a big proponent of civil rights and and he was yeah, anti lynching, which is, you know, great. Tremendous lynching bad. Um, he also had really good relations too with uh with the the Native Americans, which I have I gotta find this. Um let's see, where to go, where to go, where to go. He was actually born, I didn't know this, he was born on the fourth of July, which is cool. Uh he signed the Indian Citizen Citizenship Act, which made things a little bit easier for Native Americans to become uh citizens. But he, he he cut back a lot, and the country was very, very prosperous. We don't know for sure. Some people like to point the finger. Some people don't. That maybe his policies led to the Great Depression. Uh, I'm not entirely certain of that, but there was a surplus. People were living their best lives, jazz and, and dressing up in nice suits and, and and so much more. Calvin Coolidge was the face of that. And he cleaned up a lot of corruption out of, out of you know, his own party, his own immediate cabinet, uh, inheriting Warren G. Harding's cabinet, which um, people didn't realize at the time of his death. But afterwards, how corrupt it, it was, Coolidge uh, did away with them. I read his autobiography. It's a really, really great book. I want to find a biography of him, which is a little bit more unbiased. But what he, uh, in my opinion, a great um a great man, stoic man, um but very like it's so weird cuz he's he, again he's very easily forgotten. I I feel he's yeah, very, he he, he's very easily forgotten. He f- slips through the cracks. I would say he's probably an above average president or about average. Uh but in my opinion I I really liked his policies. So, um I'm going to go uh that would be my number 8 is is Calvin Coolidge.
1: Top top five first name president. Great name. Yeah. Handsome dude, too. He was. He was. Kind handsome of, Kind of nerdy looking, but... A little dorky, but...
0: Yeah. Handsome dude. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he didn't die... He, he, he didn't live too much longer after he left the presidency, too. I think he died in 33. He was out of the Oval Office in... 24... 28. 1928. So... Didn't, didn't live too much longer after that. So, but yeah, Calvin Coolidge. Never heard of him. If you don't know too much about him, I highly advise you to look him up. All right, Brian. What is your number seven, buddy?
1: I am going with a kind of hometown boy here, Millard Fillmore. Interesting. Who resided in my town that I live in right now, of East Aurora. I didn't know was from East Aurora. For four, he wasn't from. He's from the Finger Lakes. Okay. Region. Um, but he went to college, became a lawyer, and he had a office and a house built in East Aurora. It, East Aurora, if you don't know, East Aurora, New York, is um, a town outside of Buffalo that is was heavily founded by some very rich, k- kind of occult-ish people. <laughs> yeah. A lot of mas- Masons, okay. uh, fre- uh, Freemasons, all um, you have um, the, the Roy Croft family. Uh, you have um, Mill Firmorg ends up there. There's some other families, too. But it, it was a, a, a hub. It was. it was. It was it was a lot of money there. It was a good place to set up shop, not far from Buffalo. And he did have a law office in Buffalo. Um, so he built a house there, and he resided there for four years. That's all, though. And then he um, moved on to the presidency. Not long after that, I want to say uh kind of a unique president the fact that he wasn't elected uh he gets in because his, his he was vice president to uh was it Ta- Zachary Taylor it was Zachary Taylor yes who had a stomach bug um after attending some festivities for I believe the 4th of July I think it was and uh, yeah
0: cherries and ice milk he, he had and he just died after that.
1: that well now it's it's thought that maybe he got some sort of mercury treatment some they used to think mercury was like a cure all for a lot of stuff Right yeah so he got like acute mercury poisoning They uh exhumed him in the early 90s Yeah
0: it's pretty crazy to see Like, they have, like, news footage of them just going into his crypt and just pulling his, not his body, but his casket out. Yeah. And they did a whole investigation of it. They have no idea why still. Okay. So, interesting, interesting fellow.
1: I wonder if mercury would stay. Because I know now, hey, this is fun for all you
2: weirdos (laughs) out there.
1: If If you get poison with arsenic, right, it stays in your bones. Correct. And it also, like... Helps to, like, um, mummify you a little more. So you're, like, you're more preserved. Preserved, Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Anyways. I think that's how science works. I shouldn't know that stuff, but I know (laughs) those kind of stuff sometimes. Uh, He's kind of unique, too, because he's like Lincoln. He came from nothing. Little small town in the Finger Lakes is very interesting to find out about him. Um, He originally started his whole political career on the anti-Masonic ticket, His only time that he went for an actual election, this is the bad part. Once again, they all have (laughs) something bad. He ran under a party that was anti-Catholic and anti-immigrant forward. That was, like, their big thing. Catholic, I like, Catholic at that time... There was a lot of people very anti-Catholic.
0: Protestant was the main. Like
1: JFK is yeah. the I one think he's and the only one, first one, right? He's the only one oh, as far really? as I understand. Okay, everyone else has been Protestant or fake Christian, <laughs> <laughs> which I don't know if we'll get into. Um, Hopefully not.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> he was uh, unique also in the fact that he didn't have a vice president because he was the vice president, right? Yeah, president dies, he becomes president. At that time in the eighteen thirties when it was in office. I think
0: it was off, was it thirty I thought it was forties or
1: fifties. 40s or fifties? Yeah. I think more so the Eighteen fifty. Okay. They had not come up with a plan yet for what happens if there's the vice president moves up. Right. So that's kind of fun. It is interesting. Did you ever go see his uh his his plot at Forest Lawn? No, but there's really a, cool. there's a museum in my town that I've also never oh, been to. Oh, there is? Yeah. I'd love to check that out sometime.
0: We'll have to go. I'll have to show you. if it, I got that week off coming up. Ah. If yeah. you want to go visit, go take a stroll around Forest Lawn Cemetery. Kind of cool yeah. that a president is like buried here. I know there's one other president, too, who's linked. I think it's uh, Grover Cleveland. I don't think he's buried here, but he's he was a mayor of Buffalo at one point.
1: His statue is at Buffalo City Hall. Right. Um, and then McKinley was shot McKinley here. McKinley was killed here. And yep. his body was, what do they call that? Like, put put in the city hall um, for, like, visiting. Morning, morning, yep. Yeah. I forget what they call that. In-state or something like that? Anyways. Yeah, I know what you're trying to say. I, didn't, I can't think of the term either, but. Uh, he established the first White House library first permanent white house library he personally fought a blaze at the library of congress where several books were destroyed and he created a, a, a bill to fund the replacement of all those books that were lost and he was very adamant against slavery which is the first president that i have on here now here's the first one yeah that was like hey slavery bad immigrants I don't like you either, though. So it's like, uh. <laughs> it's like,
0: it's tough because I don't. You hear that and you think anti immigrant, it's like, is it because he hates immigrants or is it because we got to focus on other issues at this current point in time?
1: It's true. It's true. Um, yeah. But they all, they all have to have something, and that was his. Oh, but he was not a big fan of Lincoln, which I find interesting as well.
0: Very peculiar.
1: Yeah. Well, I guess a lot of people didn't. That party was split, man. Yeah. Lincoln was lucky to win. That. I didn't realize that it was that split.
0: No, I didn't realize it was that that
1: that divided. Yep. So, Bill Fillmore, far more interesting of a president than I thought he was. Yeah. I originally put him on my list because I was like, I've always known that you like lived here, and I thought that was cool.
0: Yeah, it is pretty neat to have that. I, I love. I, I was really hoping. Um, I was trying to get it in the works months ago, but, um, I like visiting like presidential resting places i really want to take a road trip down to virginia during that week i have off and go hit up um go hit up monticello uh for jefferson and um uh you know monroe has a a place down there Uh, i'm
1: trying to think of washington spot um i know you are and i can't help you I'm, it's, I'm, it's my, not, I always why? want to
0: say Martha's Vineyard because Martha Washington, but I know
1: that's not it. But it is a vineyard, is, is it? Is uh, it a vineyard? Oh, son of a bitch. I hate myself for this right now. We're not historians. We, yeah,
0: but we're we claim his, we love it. We're history advocates, that's all. Is that Okay, that's a fair term. That's a fair term. <laughs> I can't believe I'm forgetting about this. Mount fucking Vernon. You idiot. Ugh. All right. I got it right. But go go and go and visit those places. <laughs> Montpelier for James Madison. I always wanted to kind of go visit that. When I went to Indianapolis, uh, Benjamin Harrison is buried there, and it was kind of like. Millard Fillmore has a very subtle plot of land, but you know he's president. If I was walking by Benjamin Harrison's oh, suit no. and didn't know he was a president, I would not know he was it. It was him there. Mm, yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Uh fun fact about him, uh dis, um old 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 distant relative of the Harrisons from Bon's Bond Shop. Uh Bond is he stars. really? Yeah. That's cool. No. Yeah. That's re- really cool. I remember Rick talking about it one time. That makes sense. They're lucky.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's a pretty cool connection. It's done them no benefit in life. That's a pretty cool connection. Um all right, very good. This is number seven, correct? We are on
1: number seven. One, two, three,
0: four. Okay. Um, so my number seven. This is where I'm going to put. I'm going to put Ulysses S. Grant here.
1: Oh. And I again a little lower than I was thinking.
0: A little lower. There's some other ones that I thought, I've... I thought it
1: would be some recency bias, but good on you.
0: Yeah, I tried. I I knew he, he bumped out a couple people. He bumped out at least one or two people. In my top ten, um, Recent being
1: that you read a book, everyone listening to this podcast right now is like, "That's not recent at all." <laughs> no, recent as I know, yes. Matt recently finished a very lengthy read of his life. Power through it, man! It
0: took me the whole month of May uh, to finish it. I just crazy month. I wish you know, I loved it though. I really loved it. May the grant be with you. May the grant be with you. Uh, U.S. Grant, uh, his presidency was uh troubled because of because he was a good person. All right. So at the top of the show I said there's probably like three good people, good hearted people who have ascended to the presidency and been president. And I would I I would hope I think you would agree with me that Lucy's S. Grant is probably one of the most well like pure hearted right compared yes. to everything else. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he was he was stern, he loved his but he loved his family. You know, a a brilliant brilliant general. Um but he loved the union. Uh He was a big he was an advocate for civil rights and the abolishment of slavery. Before Lincoln was, oh yeah, from what I understand, oh yeah, from what I Lincoln didn't come around to it until he absolutely had to, right? With the Emancipation Proclamation, I reading Grant's book. He married a Southerner, Julia Dent. The Dent the Dent family were slaveholder slave owners. Grant, however, uh, was from a family of abolitionists.
1: His dad, ad like huge advocate of abolition. Yes,
0: very big. Yeah. US Grant, Ulysses S. Grant, would actually pay his slaves. That's right. Which was a little unheard of. But it just goes to show how good his character was. And he never let politics change him. I I really do love love Grant um, in his story, and I was really glad that Brian recommended this book to him. He pushed civil rights hard. He you know, obviously Lincoln was the first I, I would say domino that paved the way, but Grant was very, very adamant about voting rights, all right, for slaves. 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment, that was all. Um, It initiated with Lincoln, and Grant endorsed it and loved it. Um, And I do, and he was really, again, he was faulted by cabinet members because he trusted people too much. They they were the downfall. He dealt with so many scandals throughout his thing that had nothing to do with him. That the only reason why they befell him was because he was a trusting person. He seen the best and good in everybody. Mm-hmm. Even after his presidency. Um the poor fella. Uh he got screwed over so bad that he had a he struggled through lung cancer or throat cancer. To write a book, publish uh, and publish memoirs, so his wife and kids would have money. He, he got burned really, really bad. Um, Grant was very adamant uh, about enforcing his version of Reconstruction. Lincoln didn't leave a plan, a successive plan, because obviously, uh, you know, when you go to see a play, you don't expect to get a bullet in the back of your head. So, Grant, uh, so you Lincoln, should now. It was, <laughs> Yeah. Dude, I seen a t shirt. (laughs) I seen a t shirt that, uh, it was a Yelp review with Lincoln's face on it that said Forge Theater, one star out of five. (laughs) I, I wanted to buy it. I still might. Let me see if I could find it. I was thinking about, uh, I was going to send it to, I think I was going to send it to you. I I don't have it saved on my phone, but it was hilarious. Um, the way that it was, but, um, but yeah, there was no plan for reconstruction, no written out plan. The Civil War had just ended. Lincoln had been reelected. This is a few months into his term, and, and boom, and that did you get up to that point in the book? We're reading about the night Lincoln got shot. Yes, chills. Yeah, because Grant was a target. He was. Grant was a target. There were several other people who were a target that are part of it. Some people just didn't have the heart to do it. They, they, <clears throat> and he was actually in the He was in a room with Booth, and when he was leaving Washington, instead of going to Fort, he was supposed to go to Fort's Theater, um, Booth tracked down his carriage to make, to make and like rode alongside of them to see if it was him leaving town. Crazy. Yeah. Very, very eerie, all of it. That was one of my favorite chapters of the book, though, because he didn't. Didn't get like a hands in view. Um, you know, you didn't get that, all those other perspectives. You hear about it, but you don't get the personal details that drag on you emotionally. Um, Andrew Jackson didn't really do a great job of Reconstruction. Uh, Grant did as best as he could, but he was very, very big about protecting the African Americans' right to vote. And unfortunately, around the, this time, the Klan shows up. The first the first iteration of the Klan. Mm-hmm. Grant squashed it. Yep. He used military intervention, sent the Union Army down there, kept him down there, protecting black voters and their the right to go to the polls uh, as as best as he could. And he, from what I've been told, pretty it, through, I, I, did he suspend habeas corpus? I, I can't remember. He contemplated doing it again. Lincoln had done it. But he got, all of them, like, arrested. Uncovered, unmasked. Well, I don't even think they were masked at that time. But got them all arrested. Klan wiped out. Um, yeah. it. But unfortunately, everybody remembers, you know, the corruption uh, part. But Lincoln, or sorry, Grant was really, really good at, at what he did. So, um, at, you know, at, at fighting and continuing the fight. And that's why he ran for a third term after Rutherford B. Hayes um, kind of Killed Reconstruction. He wanted to kind of go back to it and just stand, you know, help us to, you know, get some of his policies back in order or try again, but it didn't quite work out. But uh, Ulysses S. Grant, you, you made the reference earlier, really, but I, I would, I would definitely say, just I mean, he was, I think, a well-intended and great man, um, great general, pretty good president, but I think his heart was in the right place the entire time.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's, I mean, he's on my list, so I'll maybe say a little more. But um, I think that's what led to to him being a great president was his basis in believing in himself. And and his way of thinking was founded in good morality and, and good understanding. My favorite thing about him, before we move on, is before he became president and he was a general Dude, think of all the battles where he could have been so much harsher with how he punished. While he, yes, he, yes. while he yep. was called uh, unconditional grant or unconditional surrender grant, yes. U.S. grant, right? Yep. yep. It could have been worse. He, for all rights, could have really been so much harsher. To all these, but he knew so many of these these fellow generals and stuff that he was coming across, and I always thought that was pretty lenient of him and admirable, yeah, because he
0: didn't want to he didn't want to drive the wedge further. He wanted he wanted the union to be whole again, right? So I, I I'm glad you brought that up, and I'm upset that I forgot it, but I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so many things in the brain, right? I know there's a lot going on right now. Um So there it is. Number six, what you got for us, Bri? Number six, going to be a lot lower than maybe a lot of other people have him. Um, This is where I got Lincoln. Okay. I got Lincoln this low while being known as obviously one of the most important presidents of uh, our nation's history. He's this low because a lot of his accomplishments were really... I think a lot of other people could take credit for it. It's a lot of the things that he accomplished would not have happened without the efforts of other men. And that's not his fault. Right. Um, He eventually found the right generals. Right. He eventually came around to the idea of the Emancipation Proclamation. He did not think black people were on the same level as white people. Right. uh, Never did. Um, he's, he's tough in the fact that he was very full of himself. He was very proud of being this self-made man and coming from nothing. And he carried this chip on his shoulder. So it's like a little bit of a, a weird balance there where like, that's something that's obviously quite admirable. Everything that he did to become a president, um, he was a soldier uh, he fought in the, the Black Hawk Wars. Um, you know he was a he was a badass in a lot of ways. And he wrestled. And he wrestled. He's in the wrestling hall of fame yes. as well as Trump. <laughs> yeah, but just two different. <laughs> well, no, ones. no, no. Hold one's, on. One's, one's w- in the w- fake
0: the fake wrestling hall of fame. The
1: other one's in the real <laughs> wrestling hall. Of hall of
0: Fame's yeah. a hall of fame, right? I mean, They're two different ones. <laughs>
1: They're two different chapters. Yeah, one one's collegiate, and uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> One's an entertainment based one, yeah. Which maybe Lincoln could have made it into. Who knows? Maybe I don't know.
0: I I had a I I had a one of the wrestling games I bought. You can download like Creative uh, Community Creations. that yeah. People make make and Abe Lincoln was on there. Hmm. He, was, he was he he wrestled uh, Lavar Ball. Which
1: is it was so great. Hilarious. It was great. Well, uh, I mean, I don't have—a lot of what everyone knows about Lincoln is the same things that we would talk about. He's kind of boring in that aspect of, like, there's not a lot to expand upon other than his life was full of a lot of strife and grief and misery. Lost a lot of children. Yes. His wife was very depressed. She was very mentally ill. um, Mostly from— what she had to put up with, um, with the, the children, you know, not surviving out of childhood and, you know, it was the, that was of the times, but, you know, also not easy to cope with no matter what time it is. Right. So, and then I think the thing that I like the most about Lincoln is that, He was probably the president for the time, and I I do think that is 100% correct in the fact that because of his belief in himself, he therefore was a better president because his belief in keeping the union and finding a way to end this war and get back to being one again was so important to him that some other people would have been like, you know, the south got their way of doing things, we got our way of doing things, and he's like that's not going to work. So.
0: Yeah, uh, he's on my list and obviously I will be uh I will be making some um I I'll, I'll make some addis- additional comments to him on that. But um
1: yeah. The tallest president, too. Yeah, he's a big fellow. He's no, still. He's the tallest president. Oh, is he really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I love I don't want
0: that. I don't love, but He's one of the first presidents where you – you ever seen his before and, like, after picture? the presidency, how wrinkly he got? Yeah. Just how – just the lack of sleep and and all that. Crazy. All right. My number six, this is where I'm going to put – I'm going to put Teddy Roosevelt. I'm going to put Teddy Roosevelt here. All right. Teddy is a fun one, and he epitomizes, to me, the American frontier – he epitomizes conservation. Mm-hmm. When I think of national parks, whenever I see a national park, I'm like Teddy Roosevelt. Um even though I should have added that Ulysses S Grant was kind of the originator of a lot of that stuff too. Sure, he yeah. was the original, but Teddy is is closely associated with it. Um Roosevelt was was man. This dude did a lot, all right? He 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 wasted a little time uh making changes. I'm trying to find this this list I had. Um it, here it is. It, there's a lot of good and, and there is some bad, of course. There is some bad. Alright, let's take a look at the good. Uh that he did. Oh, what are we doing? We got pop up ads now. What the fuck? <laughs> All right. Um of course progressive reforms. This is a Republican uh it, you know, we all know that they, they kind of it all kind of flipped a little bit in the '60s, based on your perspective. Uh, but he was pretty progressive, right? He tried to address stuff like monopolies, cor- uh, corruption, worker exploit- exploitation. He got the Square Deal going, which gave fairness and equality for all Americans um, and economic opportunities. Uh, he also, like his, I, I think his distant cousin, FDR. Uh, instituted a lot of government. I I I don't want like no government. All right. Some government is fine when appropriate. You know, we get the pure Fu- food and drug, you know, act and, and meat inspection act, which important because I, I it was in social studies and I remember reading um a story about some guy who fell on like a sausage like grinder thing and they just ground him up and they shipped him out. That's just what they did um conservation which is really cool all right because we all know you know uh with when it comes to uh the environment we gotta love the environment and and animals especially we keep impeding on animals and and their habitats i think conservation is great uh the u.s forest service is is tremendous uh it's a shame that it's one of those things where it's a shame that we have to have it because of human nature but I, i i do appreciate it um he he was he had this big stick policy, trust busting, infrastructure, uh, racial equality, and, and public health initiatives, and so much more. You know there were flaws there. I, I think I'm very much against uh, imperialism, but I take the good with the bad. That's what we're doing with this list. Teddy to me is is like he's the perfect turn of the century president.
1: Yeah, he's he falls into that weird period of we're not quite modern times and we're not also quite in like the old west. Correct.
0: He's he's right in the middle. Um, he is. Did he he did technically run for was it a second or a third? Now I can't recall because he took over. McKinley got assassinated. He he got to take over very yep. early on. Then he ran again and won, and won. And then I think he, he took a break. He took a break, right? Howard Taft came in, and then he disagreed with Howard Taft because that was his protege, and he ran as the in the Bull Moose Party. Terrible name, cool name, terrible name, and split the votes, and that's how Woodrow Wilson got elected um, in 1912. It would have been 1912, uh, but yeah, you know, Teddy just so idolized. I don't know why they yanked his statue down. <laughs> In front of the National History Museum in New York City. I remember that being a thing. I have no idea why. I get like Confederate statues coming down and shit like that, but I never understood
1: why Teddy Teddy's came down. Probably because people didn't even know who it was. <laughs> Probably.
0: <laughs> I never understood that one. All right. Robin Williams, or, tremendous. Or they Teddy thought it was Ros- the other Roosevelt. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Um, Robin, I love Robin Williams' portrayal of Teddy Roosevelt in the night uh, Museum movies. Really great. Oh yeah, that adds yeah. to it too. Uh, but Roosevelt is like this mythological creature, like this human, mythological human being. You know, the whole Teddy bear, which billions upon billions of kids have have loved. It's because he refused to kill a bear cub. What a man! What a good man. Um, so I
1: I like Teddy. I'm going to put him at number six. He will be on my list.
0: I figured. I figured as much. That's you just my, read a book by him. That's my boy about him. Yeah, I right. have
1: one on the way. His uh, it, it was. It's solely about his adventure into the Amazonian jungles, and having an expedition out there, and it was
0: crazy. Was that post presidency or before? Oh, oh.
1: okay. Hmm. All right, I gotcha. I gotcha. Let's right. talk about another Roosevelt. Number five. FDR comes in at number five. Reason he's this low for me, and he could have been a lot higher because I do like him quite a bit. Japanese internment camps can't really look the other way. Yeah. It happened. It was bad. Very bad. There were obviously way worse camps going on in the world at the time. You'd rather be in a Japanese internment camp it was basically just like, I don't know, prison light. Um,. <laughs> But still, you know, it, it's basing it on a prejudice that just because someone's uh, race um, is happened to be making you mad at the moment, um, it's not a good reason to it's just never lo- a good reason. lock everyone up and yeah. not let them have any freedom of no. moving or anything like that. So um, what's his name from Star Trek was in there? Is it Nimoy? Nimoy? No, wait, no,
0: he's not German. Um, who the fuck? It's a Japanese fellow. Let me. I'll look it up. You continue.
1: Uh, so that's the bad news on FDR. The other bad news is um, it might have been he booted the the gold standard, which we're still. Oh, Sakai, George Sakai, George Sakai. Um, so he doesn't like FDR at all. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not. No. Uh, So getting rid of the gold standard, uh, we still feel the effects of today. Um, It's a thing where he had to do it. It was part of getting us out of the Great Depression. There's a lot of his steps along the way, which were tough to really figure out if it's, if he could have found a different way of doing it without being so harsh yeah um but you can't deny with the the results right like you can't like the internment camp suck but with having a better control of a certain part of the population that you were worried about potentially being spies i'm not going to say that he did the right thing cuz it wasn't but at the same time as far as I understand it, we did a really good job against the Japanese with communication not being leaked and a lot of our stuff was kept secret. Right. So who's to say that maybe he didn't save some stuff from getting leaked. Yeah, it's it's such a it's such a fine It's tough. It, yeah, it's, it's tough. B- it's not good. Is it, <laughs> No. That's the, that's the best I can say is uh it's just not good. But he, you know, the The three terms is is good because we needed that one voice at that time. We really did. It was a tough period where we were kind of recognizing how important we were on the world stage and how the world kind of needed us, but we were still very much having a good chunk of the population being isolationists, didn't want to be involved in Europe. Once again, we're looking across the pond and going, the hell is your problem, all you people? Why do you keep fighting <laughs> with each other for hundreds and hundreds of years? You just keep starting wars with each other? Why can't you just stop? Yeah. Um But he did the right thing. Pearl Harbor, you know, the 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 day, you know, that will live in infamy, you know, that speech is very powerful. And uh I've got my own thoughts on on Pearl Harbor and whether or not it was a complete surprise. To me, it's like, yeah, you were purposely a little lax just because you knew, like, if we do get attacked, here it is. Now we can finally say we're entering the war. Right. And it's justified, right? Allegedly,
0: he had been trying to push it, but he didn't want to do it unless the American people wanted to do it. And once that happened, there was no escaping it.
1: Well, I mean, he had so many, you know, close friends... You know, him and Churchill, real close friends, and he understood their plight, and he understood that he really did needed to do more than just sending stuff across in the form of supplies and guns and whatnot, weaponry. Um, I mean, even supplying. I mean, at the start of it, you know, we were supplying just pilots. Yeah, you know, so it was a right guy for the 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 right job kind of thing. It was it's hard yeah. to argue that anyone else in that moment would have been up to it. There's the Roosevelt blood man is just these guys are pretty badass and uh the fact that he was dealing with always this lingering polio issues and he was still able to have the strength and the fortitude to believe in what he was Seeing as the future of America and the future of the world is what needed to happen. I'm not an advocate for policing the world, but at the same time, I'm a big advocate of just seeing something that's wrong and, and doing, doing something, something about, it. about it. Yes, sir. So, Could
0: have said it better myself.
1: Kudos to FDR. There's a few speeches that go down in history, you know, the Gettysburg Address, JFK, you know, um, Talking about you, you already mentioned it. Of not what you, you, uh, your, your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. Yeah, you know that's and uh, and then right here the, the after Pearl Harbor, of just you know a day that will live in infamy, and it was basically the announcement of the 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 most elegant uh, declaration of war maybe in U.S. history. Yeah, he. Um,
0: I don't know if you, you, do you is that an iPhone or is that Android.
1: I have iPhone. Okay,
0: they might have it on Spotify, but I've actually been listening to a lot of presidential speeches over the last couple of days, to kind oh, of get cool. ready for this. Yeah, and there's an entire um, FDR one, Ultimate Speech Collection Volume One, came out in 2009, but it's an FDR one where they do have its fireside chats, right? And they have it all like digitally accessible, which is really really cool. That is cool. Um, I, I, man, a good, good, nice political fiery speech from a president can can really motivate. Motivate people
1: and the the best uh, one of one of the best first ladies too behind him there in Eleanor
0: Eleanor absolutely she put up a
1: lot and she became very very
0: involved in politics even after FDR's death mm-hmm. um, she was around you know uh, advocating for a lot of things so um, yeah she's a special lady special lady all right
1: number five for you number
0: five I am going to this is where I'm gonna put good old Abe Lincoln. Um, for a lot of the reasons why you know you stated, uh, you stated before, I feel like he, he had to be coaxed into emancipation. Um, I I think his heart was kind of in the right place. I didn't know some of the stuff that you mentioned, the character flaws that that you mentioned before. I didn't realize that. I would like to pick up a, an actual bio, you know, biograph, biographic book on Lincoln to get an outward perspective. You know he's he's regarded as one of the greatest presidents of all time, um, but his courage can't be like understated. To run and continue to run when knowing that if you are elected, the union will probably dissolve. To carry on and do what you have to do to um, preserve that union. I loved learning. I learned a lot about Lincoln through the Grant book because they had a very, very good relationship. Very, very good relationship. Um, and he just – I can't – he's a wartime president. His entire tenure was a war. We didn't get to see him really be presidential, right. if that makes sense, right? No, like, or, 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 like, run the country in peace. Yep, We didn't get to see that. That's – Sometimes you see the best version of the president when there when there is peace because you can see what they are willing to do. Um, he lived live he led through a very tumultuous time. A lot of people, and you know, including myself, not that I lived in that period, would have loved to see him make his second term or make the the completion of a second term. Because um, it's so it's so weird how. A lot of times when these presidents switch VPs, they die. All right? Very, very strange. Um, Andrew Johnson conveniently shows up. He's the guy because Lincoln wanted a unified ticket. So it would help reconstruction or help end the Civil War. And Johnson is probably one of the worst presidents in U.S. history. Maybe the worst. Maybe. First president to be impeached. Um, But that's neither here nor there. Um, Yeah, I like Lincoln. Uh, He's Again, as far as greatest presidents, top three, no doubt. Um, But when it comes to me and my favorites, it's people who... It's not not the mainstream ones, necessarily, for me. I, I do enjoy Lincoln, but I feel like you were right, that other people around him built him up and made him look immortal
2: mm-hmm. Like,
0: does that sound? I don't know if that sounds condescending or not. I'm not trying to take away anything from the Lincoln presidency, but he was really, let's just say this, he was really good at putting the right people in place um, Again, you mentioned, constantly flushing out generals until he got Grant, and then just said, hey Grant, you're really good at this This is not my expertise, you handle it You do what you gotta do I'll handle things here He um, he did. He did institute a draft, which was not great. Um, There's a lot of rioting with that.
1: Necessary, though,
0: huh? Necessary. I, I, I feel uh, didn't handle the riots very well. Not very good. No. But again, I'm not trying to demean his legacy at all. I think Abe Lincoln's a fantastic president. Being top five on my list is pretty good. Uh, but you know, nothing I say here can take away from him being a a, a legit top three as as far as greatest presidents of all time. Right. It's but these are lists are based on our our preferences, our fa are you know a, a, a connection. Um they're our favorites. You know, who we're most interested in, intrigued in learning about. So um that is my number five is Abe.
1: Good old honest Abe. Honest Abe. Uh this will be I should be. We should be saying this a lot. I feel. I feel bad now that I haven't been saying it. Either way, uh, I like Ike, Dwight D. Eisenhower. Yeah, big fan of Ike. Huge fan. He's my um, number four as well, too. So, oh, that's awesome. So worked out. I have a pin from his election. Do you really? From my grandparents. Oh, yes. Oh, that's so cool. It says I like Ike. Um, he quickly became one of my favorite presidents to learn about, and it really stemmed from his. Um, last speech that he gave when he was leaving office, yes, and it was yes, warning yes, yes. of the military complex and how you can't let it control this country. Um, and here we are, here we are. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: yes, beware the the military industrial complex.
1: When the greatest general of World War Two, one of the worst wars they have to participate in, is trying to desperately tell you. That you need to be concerned about what he sees happening in his country that he loves so much. And the fact that not enough people really listened or could do anything about it, it's its so shocking. And it's tough to deal with. And I don't know if we'll ever not be dealing with it, but I'm a hypocrite because now I work in a line of products that service our military. Right. So, you know... It's good for my business. He pays, so pays the bills. Does. Uh, yeah. Well, he builds, so he builds the, I mean, we're, I guess we can talk about this together because this is your number four as well. Yes. He builds the the interstate system. Yes, the
0: Eisenhower interstate system. He knew that, it, you know, the, the state of America was, he wanted it to be easy, you know, America to be easily accessible, transporting stuff from place to place. And yeah, I always thought it was cool. I mean, obviously, I've I seen that it's said Eisenhower interstate system, but Um, really neat. You know, let's connect the country, make, make this travel faster. Let's make things more efficient. Yeah. Um, which is really neat. He started NASA. He knew that the space race was, uh, was upon us. I think the Soviets really took the first strides at it, but, uh, Eisenhower created NASA, which is pretty cool. But, uh, I think it's a lot of people closely connected with JFK cause I think it's called isn't it called like the Kennedy Space Center or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but Eisenhower uh, essentially signed on and approved it. Uh,
1: let's see what else you got here. Um, Richard Nixon was his vice president. Yes, which is interesting.
0: Yeah, they had an interesting relationship. Uh, but I always I didn't realize that Nixon kind of came in on the scene that early as VP.
1: Um, but then I again I forget that JFK beat him in the in the sixty election. Yep. He uh, let see here. He strengthened the Social Security program, increased the minimum wage, created the Department of Health, Education, and Welfare. He got us out of the Korean War. He signed the armistice to get us out of the Korean Which, War. Which how
0: great is that? Being a general that you're avoiding fighting like as much as as often as you can. Yep. Uh, and I I've always. Adored
1: that about Eisenhower. And then besides um, being, being any leftovers from that, right, that technically he was a president during the Korean War, technically, yeah. um, the only military action that was undertaken while he was president was he sent troops to Lebanon. But that was, once again, like a clearly, like, there's bad things happening. Yes. Let's be the good guys and go help out. Yeah and it wasn't that big of a deal you know it, it it was a summer it was basically just a summer of action and you know we helped liberate um some of the lebanese that were you know unfortunately being taken advantage of in a, a, a rough civil war that was happening yeah. in lebanon and and we know now it's still a tough area so it wasn't like a easy thing to accomplish there and nor did he really accomplish anything but you know he felt he did the right thing uh his involvement Right. And um civil rights. He Yes. Helped. He
0: sent federal troops to help uh with the assimilation of black students into white schools. Yep. Uh good old Jerry Jones was shown in a picture protesting one of them. That was a story last year.
1: That's the, the Arkansas school.
0: Yes. Yep. Um he had to because he, he was just bad and just just silly. And again, he led the he was Republican where he felt like cutting back and stuff but and he was a he was really he was kind of slow for civil rights like he could have moved a little bit quicker on some things but I thought that was a great step retrospectively that he did that and he enforced it and hey this is the law that's that was his job and that was his logic with it. this is the law we're desegregating it schools are being integrated this is gonna happen right. And he
1: did. I do believe he signed a civil rights. Uh, it was a night. He signed two pieces of legislation yeah. in the law that were the first two civil right legislation signed since um, Grant.
0: Right, right. So it had been a very, very long time. Um, there was some other stuff too. I loved Eisenhower. Just the way he just hand, just handled himself. He was. Kind of the, I would say he was the first to break the ice of the Cold War a little bit. Yeah. Um, he kind of fudged up with the U 2 spy plane. I think it was it was the U 2 spy plane uh, that one of them got shot down and it just kind of really messed things up. But I believe there was some, was it Khrushchev? Yeah, it was Khrushchev. Khrushchev came here, if I'm not mistaken. Eisenhower was supposed to go there, but the U 2 thing is, kind of blew up. But that was that was bad advice it yep. was essentially it was bad advice from the cabinet which is a lot of times the downfalls of presidents
1: and behind the scenes he did a lot of work to try and calm down the red scare mccarthyism
0: yeah he didn't he wasn't open about it no he, because
1: that's a quick way to get you out of office
0: yes and lose support of your party yep. unfortunately he knew that mccarthyism was wrong he hated joe mccarthy um McCarthy Senator McCarthy's career died under Eisenhower's watch but it Eisenhower handled himself stoically.
2: Yeah.
1: He literally is one of I think like top 5 best presidents, most effective. Yes. Great policies, great morals, he's a great man. Like I think he's a, that combo of good man and great man. Like we think Grant might have been if he had more competency around him. I agree you know he would have been equally a, a as good of a man as we know he is as a president
0: i i completely agree i also did like this too uh reading about this in the book which the age of eisenhower which i recommended to you before i hope you get around to it um it is a uh, this this suez canal crisis okay england and france like invaded the suez canal cuz they want control of it some other but uh, I forgot who I forget the exact details. Forgive me for that. But uh, I think it was Egypt. They claimed it and wanted it open, where you know, for open for for usage. And England and France were still pretty imperialistic, or at that point in time, and wanted control for the revenue. And they actually invaded, and they had hoped that Eisenhower was going to support them because it was like it had something to do with with communism. Um, I, I believe the the person who took over Egypt was communist sympathies, and he thought and Eisenhower shunned him. And the one the prime minister I don't have his name in front of me. The prime minister of England was like distraught because Eisenhower made him look like a fool. He goes, "We're not gonna, you know." It, it, his mentality goes, "Yeah, we can battle ideologically with with communism, and we'll fight where it's needed, but we're no better than them." You know, if if we stoop to this low of invasions and, and and such like that, um. Although Eisenhower, you know, another one of his flaws was really getting behind the CIA, um, stuff like that. But that was maybe a little
1: already out of control. Anyways, I
0: no, I agree because I think there was an OSS before. Yeah, I believe it was the OSS, and then completely out of control. Um, but. I liked how Eisenhower held America's allies accountable, too. Like, we're not going to support this shit. Right. Well, We're not going to... I don't care. England, France, great relationship. I don't care. Get the fuck out of there. <laughs> Get out of there. You all look silly right now. Yeah. Not that, I'm sure he didn't say that verbatim,
1: but... um, Yeah, I don't think he swore. Probably not. No. Probably not. I don't know that. I just made that up. In my mind, I like Ike means I don't swear.
0: Yeah. I would love to find an I like Ike button. I would. I would... I I was realizing I have all this stuff. I have like no U.S. history or presidential memorabilia at all. And then I'm sure there's some things I would. If some of them are probably very expensive, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure I could find an I like. I
1: also think I got an, a Nixon button. He my... would have been so great if Watergate didn't happen. Dude. He would have been a top ten he's, president. He's not on my list, but he was there between like Washington, Jefferson, the last couple slots. I was yeah. trying to figure out like. If you don't know, the most asinine thing that happened with him that doesn't make any sense in my head, and that's why I'm saying it's asinine, he created the EPA. A Republican created the EPA. That a lot of other Republicans and, hated. Are, are trying, they cut it down constantly as yes. much as they can now. Yeah. So it's like, I, when I found that out, I'm like, that's crazy. And he, he installed a lot of really good policies. Um. Made headway with China. He only lost to JFK. Oh, yeah. He was the first president. S- sitting president vi- to go there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if it wasn't for the invention of the television and being utilized, you know, across more TVs, um, he probably wins that election because he loses that debate because he looks so awful compared to the handsome JFK. Yeah yeah no for sure refused any sort of makeup for television he wouldn't put makeup on so he's up there and he's just like sweating bullets and stuff like that Unless looks awful <laughs> yeah
0: gfk just destroyed him but all right so there are our number
1: fours what yes. do you got for number three bud here's where grant comes in very good um not a lot more to add on to what we've already said and what you've already said but um the reason that I've always liked Grant was I like the presidents that rise up to the toughest challenges. And his challenge was tougher than any other because he had a person ahead of him in Johnson that was in a lot of ways being it was undermining a lot of the movement that Lincoln had set out of you know, how Reconstruction should be handled and the policies that needed to be enforced. If Grant, how about this? Let's say Johnson wasn't Johnson and he was more like Lincoln, right? And therefore he gets assassinated too. And there has to be more of a brand new election. Yes, somebody would have been president, but there would have been more of a brand new election where you had a guy step in that, would have been taking on brand-new policies. A guy like Grant stepping in earlier would have been so much beneficial to the the country because he had an idea of how to continue to attack after the war was over. Yes. We already mentioned it in the uh, saying that the, the KKK, you know, were coming up on the holiday of Juneteenth, which is the celebration of the last town to be liberated? Yes, uh, of slaves that, that they, that sh- they had no idea that the war scroll. was over. Right,
0: they're starting to. They're starting to. Which uh, again, this is something I knew nothing about until like five
1: years ago. Me neither. Shameful. And this happens under Grant. It is because of Grant that this happens. That they're they're liberated. Yeah. Right, I'm pretty sure. yes, yeah, yeah. And then. The other thing that I, like, so the the last hotbed of the early part of the, the KKK was in Arkansas. Fast forward 100 years later, JFK's in office, or even, I guess, Ike, too, then. Arkansas and that part of Texas is still one of the most racially divided parts of the country. Right. So in, in my head, I always think, like, what could have changed if you had such a a face, such a name, such a presence, like Grant. If he could have got his hands on Reconstruction and be part of that earlier on, how much better off things would have been. I agree. I do have to uh, correct.
0: It was General Gordon Granger on June nineteenth, eighteen sixty-five, who so, proclaimed freedom for slaves in Texas. But uh, Johnson. Yeah, that would have been Johnson. Okay. It would have been Johnson. It's not but, like he ordered it. No, no, but it didn't become like a, again a national holiday until twenty twenty one. So, um, but yeah, I mean, obviously Grant was the guy mm-hmm. in military. Not trying to take anything away from Granger here, but, um, but, but yeah, Grant had a, he had a, a finger on the pulse of the way it should have been. Johnson was a detriment to Reconstruction. If Grant could have succeeded Lincoln almost immediately it would have been fine the south actually respected grant despite philosophical differences they yeah. respected grant for the way he carried himself during the civil war like you said honorable surrenders um you know it, we're not going to gloat that our brothers you know our, our brothers no matter how treasonous that they are uh you know that they lost we're not going to do that we're not yeah. going to shove it in their face we're trying to build humility um and yeah, it's it's uh, humility, uh, respect, and get the union back together. And Grant is a really, really, really great one. Um,
1: the only bad thing that happened um, during that part was that, or dur- during the, the Civil War towards the end, there was Grant allowing Sherman to do what he did. You know what I mean? Yeah, The just burning everything on his way is his march to the sea. Grant looked the other way. He bas they're boys. You know, they're real close friends. Got kind of rough towards the end there. Yes, it did. They when got, he got their, president, it was their, really bad. Their relationship did not work anymore. But when they were still great supporters of each other, you know, they knew each other from the uh, Mexican wars and stuff like that. But um, he he just had to just say, I believe in Sherman, and he's going to go do this, and I know he's going to accomplish it. If he would have known... Exactly what Sherman was doing. I don't know exactly how you would have felt. Right. Because it was pretty rough on the civilians of the South. He put a lot of people in very dangerous situations. I wouldn't say he directly caused any civilian deaths, but he definitely didn't make it easy. Um, but, you know, that's the side the South chose. They were on the wrong side of history. And we look like the good guys in all of it. Yeah. Because of it. For sure, for sure.
0: That is a great choice, my friend. Yeah, I'm glad he made both of our lists. Again, if you didn't recommend the book and I didn't, you know, pick it up, I don't think he'd be. I don't know if he'd be on mine. Well, you Just know, what because that, that
1: what that history show, the History Channel had a like a, um, a mini series on him. Oh, I think you mentioned that. I think Johnny watched it too.
0: He watched. He got like a free month or something of History Channel. Uh, doc, and he got like doc. History Channel online. Yeah, or he's something. been
1: he's been holding it over our heads forever. <laughs> he's very proud of it. <laughs> very proud. But of it. It, um, watch that. If you're not in the books, watch the the Grant docu uh, docu series from History Channel. Okay, it was amazing.
0: Yeah, I gotta watch. I gotta watch. I I listen to stuff on YouTube all the time. I gotta watch. Start watching more documentaries though. All right, my number three. I am I I'm stuck because I don't know who to put where. Um, I have three, like I have one, like, duh, he's like a top, he's a great all the time. Um, and there's two that are kind of like, where do I put them? Do I do favoritism? I guess it doesn't matter. All right. I guess it really doesn't matter. Uh, I'm going to place. Now this one is a, is a, uh, he's what he's not like an underdog, but another forgotten president, uh, early on. And I'm going to come out and say it, slave owner, not good, not good at all. Not endorsing that at all when I talk about this guy. Um, It's unfortunate that it was such a widely accepted thing. Back in the day, I don't endorse it, but I still look at everything else, I guess. Um, Not turning a blind eye to it. James Monroe is going to come in at my number three. This is your boy. This is my boy. Very, very proud. Honestly... Out of these three remaining, uh, they could all be number ones, I think. Uh, but Monroe is really tremendous. Monroe is the forgotten founding father and also the last founding father of uh, of that sat in on the presidency. Um, served under George Washington for a period of time in the military, fought in the American Revolution. He was... Parts of George Washington's staff, I believe he was an, amba- he was an ambassador to France. If a, yes, he was ambassador to France, if I'm not mistaken. Was called back and was eventually sent back under Jefferson. Had a very, very good relationship with Napoleon Bonaparte, who's another historical figure that I, I love to study. Um, in fact, he is in the painting. I mentioned it on a Retro Pop episode several, like a month or so ago. He is in the painting of Napoleon's coronation, also in the painting of Washington crossing the Delaware. These aren't historically accurate paintings, but he's in them, which are really cool Easter eggs. All right. Uh, I went to Monroe Community College. Uh, Monroe County is one of many— uh, Monroe County in New York is one of many counties that are actually named after James Monroe. All right. he. I just—I I like the lesser knowns because— It's easy to like all-time greatness. It's very easy to like all-time greatness. It's more difficult to like people. um, People, uh, figures, things that aren't liked by the masses. I have never, ever heard someone try to explain to me and, and, and back me up how great of a president James Monroe is. After I educated them, maybe they had a different perspective. But I have not once been, you know, ever someone to come up to me like, yeah, who are your top five presidents of all time? And they'll they'll never throw in James Monroe. All right. He followed through with James Madison. He was a very good friend with James Madison. Uh and he was a successor. I believe he was the Secretary of War under Madison. And uh he actually he stayed in Washington. While Madison fled, if I'm not mistaken, I believe Monroe stayed. Uh, to help with the evacuation, Monroe very, very brave, um, very, very brave dude. Led America through the era of good feelings, which lasted a, technically a couple years. There was the Panic of eighteen nineteen, uh, which he led them through uh, very efficiently. But the era of good feelings, where there was peace. All right, the Federalist Party was was it, it, it collapsed on top of itself, and and no more war with England. We're done with that, and. Honestly, from his presidency to maybe Teddy Roosevelt, we're gonna start focusing on us. Mm-hmm. If you really think about it, right? I don't think there was all ah, there was a Me- the Mexico War, I guess James K. Polk, um, <clears throat> I guess, but it was intrinsic. Uh, yeah, I guess that kind of ruins that. But well, uh, depends on how you look at
1: it. European, Didn't, yeah, no, no well, dealing with Europeans. Well, right, because I'm, I'm. It's not. I don't. We weren't invading, just to invade. There were citizens, residents of Texas. Fair. We were defending our right. Yeah. Now we ended up being so good at it that we just said, "Hey, what if we just keep get it going? Uh, <laughs> just get it to everybody, let me just keep fighting. <laughs> we let's see how much we can get."
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't. Oh look, we got New Mexico. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep going. All right. Um, yeah, I, I really do admire Monroe. I wish more people would learn about him. Um, he had a nice, uh, a really nice approach that. Um, so, actually, all three of my my top presidents had bipartisanship. All right, except he took inspiration from George Washington, who I'm pretty sure hated. James Monroe at the time of his death might, I don't know why just wasn't satisfied with his work, but he had a bipartisan cabinet essentially just people with different views. Yeah. He wanted, he wanted North and South. He wanted people from all different various police to have to put forward the best possible um, presidency, which I love. And it's stuff that I wish we'd go back to instead of I'm not doing this because they're on that side, which is a thing that happens in Congress and stuff today. Um, he is also the second president ever to be unanimous, unanimously elected. Ran unopposed in his second election in 1820. Um, not a soul. I think. I think Quincy Adams got like an electoral vote, but it, Quincy Adams wasn't running against him. I think he got one from his 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 home state. Um, Monroe, like many others, knew that slavery was wrong all right he his fault is that he kicked the can down the road for future presidents to do but he did with what he could for the time i i, I that's the way i want to view it all right the country was basically ready for civil war since since the split of from britain
1: did Missouri become a state under him?
0: The Missouri Compromise was under Monroe. Right. Um which I believe was was it the 38th parallel. I think I got that right. That sounds right. Um but tried to he tried to balance things out, I guess. You know, tough thing to do. Um Again, you don't want to be the president that that leads. That's why I, I I hold you know Lincoln in such you know regard. But you don't want to be the president that divides the country, like it separates it. Trust me, when you hear about the Continental Congress and or, or the, the, the you know trying to get the Declaration of Independence ready to go, the South was ready to secede before we even became a country. It's which is crazy, which is crazy. Um he, he created an American Colonization Society where freed slaves. Due to biases and and obviously you know uh, racist people and just just people not ready to accept African Americans as on equal footing, um, he created an American Colonization Act where he actually sent freedmen, you know freed peoples, uh, to I believe it's Liberia, where he gave them a fresh start to kind of mm-hmm. be on their own. People like to look at it in a negative light. I can't speak. I I, I don't know if he was just trying it, the negative spin people try to put on it is that he didn't want to see slaves see free you know free people and get any brave ideas. I don't know. I can't speak on that. I wasn't in his head. I didn't live in that time. But I think well, it, it comes off well intentioned to myself. They even named he's the only president with a with. A, they named a capital of him. Liberia's capital is Monroeville. Um, and, of course, his biggest policy is the Monroe Doctrine, right? Second terms are usually a little rough for some presidents, um, and it was, but the Monroe Doctrine was one of the best pieces of legislation that has been um, utilized time and time again. Uh, it's been, to, I, I don't specifically know the the most recent, Calling to it, but I know that JFK called it during the, utilized it, mentioned it, referenced it during the Cuban Missile Crisis when the Soviets were sending missiles to Cuba. He referenced it. Basically, uh, stay out of our affairs. We'll stay out of yours, and uh, no more colonization. This is the, the the Western Hemisphere: Canada, United States, Central America, South America. That is our sphere of influence. No more European colonization. He actually, um, you know, helped expedite Russia out of Oregon. Um, Britain stayed in Canada, but basically he was implying no new colonization over here. And um, he actually ended up recognizing a few South American countries. Like, he acknowledged them on the world stage after they had fought back. For you know, from colonization, which is really cool. I know Simone, I believe it's Simone Bolivar, Bolivar, uh, I'm pretty sure it was him, was really, really overjoyed that Monroe recognized, um, you know, our country. So, um, I love Monroe, I love the idea of everybody leaving everybody alone. <laughs> I think it's really great, and I, 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 it, it's it, there's so much stuff that happens right now. We're sending billions and trillions of dollars to to places, we have our own problems here. And I I feel like you can't take care of uh, when you break down the psychology. You can't take of other pe- take care of other people until you take care of yourself. And I feel like Monroe set us on a course of that for a while. It obviously led to the Civil War, but we handled our shit eventually.
1: Yeah. It's not his fault though, because I James Madison, the guy I already have on my list. He was closer to it, and he didn't do anything about it either. Right. So I love Monroe.
0: Criminally, criminally underrated. Um, he kind of ranks out depending on the, – there's a C-SPAN actually does a presidential ranking. They rank him on different categories. He's kind of in like the middle tier. He's in like the 20s, 21, something like that in various categories. But I've always admired Monroe because he's he is forgotten. He's an underdog, you know, football transition. Everybody's like, oh. You know Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Jerry Rice, all these all-time Barry Sanders, all these all-time great you know great players. Why do you like Philip Rivers so much? Because it's harder to like Philip Rivers than it is. You know, it's easy to like the, the the guys who everybody tells you to like. It's harder to find the good the great qualities in people who everybody else doesn't care about. And so James So James Monroe is the Philip Rivers of U.S. presidents <laughs> is basically what I'm trying to elaborate here. I guess we'll go with that. So that is my number three.
2: Uh,
1: I thought Philip Rivers would be the analogy for this guy because uh, we know Philip Rivers has a lot of kids, so we know what he likes. <laughs> yeah. So does this guy, JFK, comes in at number two for Mm-mm-mm.
0: me. Unprotected sex.
1: JFK <laughs> loved him some sex. That guy was a horny, horny guy. JFK comes in at number two. It's not hard for me to fall in love with him because he was the last, in my opinion, the last president to purposely and with full knowledge put himself in harm's way for his beliefs. He knew going against the CIA as hard as he did. He's quoted as saying, I want to tear up the CIA and scatter it in the sky into a million pieces, which is basically just saying, come and kill me. Yeah. <laughs> um, he obviously ginormous in the civil rights movement. Um, even before I should have said this first, but before becoming president or even entering politics, he is a war hero. He... You know, is pretty severely wounded, um, surviving a you know uh, an attack on by a U boat. I think, I think it was a U boat um, during World War Two. Uh, but anyways, he, he has battles b- back injuries his entire life. Uh, he was in pain, massive amounts of pain. He was on all sorts of barbiturates and all sorts of crazy pills all the time, injections and whatnot to get it through, uh, just to get through the dang and do what he needed to do as president. And then um, his, strong, his strong belief that the only way to get out of that risky period in the 60s where the happy-go-lucky times of the 50s allowed a lot of, like during my boy Dwight and your boy Dwight's reign, there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that was going to rear its ugly head. And it happened in the '60s, and it happened in the strength of the CIA, and the fact that they kind of just did whatever they wanted. There was the the whole Bay of Pigs thing. The only reason that JFK c- catches a lot of the blame is because mm-hmm. n- no one ever really in- informed him what was going on until it was too late, right? And then he decided almost in a lot of like last minute decision, like. I'm not going to openly bomb Cuba. We're not at war with Cuba. I can't do that. So he pulled off the bombing raid, which would have protected the mission. That's what they needed that cover. They needed yep. them to go in and help clear it out. And, you know, he, his stance belief against ending communism wasn't in the way of violence, which so many other people in the country thought that we were inevitably going to have to do. And he didn't see it that way. He saw it in the long game. I think he understood it the same way I did, which is the strength of communism will only be supported by the people that believe in it. And how long can you continue to believe in it when there's nothing in it for you in the end? Right. That is the reason that the Cold War inevitably ends in the 80s, you know, two decades after that. It's not really anything that anyone got to do, quote unquote, with an action it it, it it burned itself out because how are you going to keep asking these people to put up with – to receive less and less while giving more and more? Right. So it was kind of like a burning the candle at both ends kind of thing. Yes. It's just like you can't do that. And um, you already said with the, you know, the missile crisis of just kind of being like like playing this ultimate game of chicken. And the fact that he had – Phone conversations, the secret conversations with the Soviet leader at the time. Yeah. No one knew about that. It didn't come out until after JFK was dead. It wasn't it didn't come out for many years after that he was they were actually on the phone quite a bit talking to each other. And they were the ones that were really kind of keeping all the sparks from flying. Yes. So JFK, coolest voice. Um actually I think Barack Obama's got the coolest presidential voice ever. He does have a really nice and, uh, and enjoyable voice to yeah, listen to. But JFK's right up there.
0: Yeah. I love him, man. I, I, I do. It He again, or I, I mentioned him earlier. Um he was my number ten. Uh but yeah, like you could just like look at the way the young people is everybody rallied around JFK and just how brokenhearted they were when he died. I mean nobody I don't think People enjoy watching presidents die, I, I don't think, mostly. No. But, like, like it's so weird, too, when you think of, like, Eisenhower and being up there in age. And you see that his, essentially, his successor was, like, JFK, just young. All right, let's empower. We're, this is the hippie movement. This is, like, 60s were all of, like, a big youth power movement, sexual freedom and, and all this stuff. And JFK fit the bill. Yeah. He should have been the president of the
1: 60s. Like, he should have been the de facto guy of the 60s, and it was taken away. Yeah. Um, it's kind of unique, too, in the fact that you had those be, almost be like, you know, they're back-to-back in a way. Um, is there a president in between Eisenhower and JFK? No, no. So that's back-to-back. From a, a Republican, a, a full-on Republican in Ike, to a full-on Democrat in JFK, but look how similar their policies are. Look how close they no, really were. Yeah, I think it's an interesting perspective yeah. on that too. Um, two sides of the same coin, yeah. I guess. We'll, we'll, we'll say JFK uh, is only my second Democrat. I just looked at my list, and he's only my second Democrat. I
0: have, I had two myself, two officially. FDR. Right, JFK and FDR. Yep, same for um, me. That's what I got. Primarily Republican, but some of my Republicans are a little bit more on the progressive side, which is— Well,
1: then it it, it gets flipped. Again, it gets weird. It gets flipped in the—, in the... I actually just
0: read it in the, in the book about my next guy that I'm, I'm reading right now, um, about how when Lyndon B. Johnson signed the Civil Rights Act, he, said he, he straight out said, I think we just gave the Republicans the South for the next couple decades. He said that after it, so—
1: he was, he Huge a, hog on that guy. Lyndon? Massive wing. Yeah. He had a puss on his face when he signed off on it. But um, Yeah, he's kind of a dick. <sighs> he might be the biggest dick president. Uh, Just like an asshole to deal with. Uh, prob- possibly? That'd be, at, that'd be a
0: good list. The he, top ten dicks for president. He
1: he liked to he liked to talk to the reporters while taking a piss on the the, the lawn and the, the playoffs. Is that it? Wait, that's really a thing. He would go out. Oh,
0: he, I need to redo my list then. And he
1: would use he would use his like his ginormous penis as like a intimidating uh, factor. Honestly, he, he would whip it out on people.
0: All right. George Washington is out of my list. <laughs> I'm going to do Lyndon B. Johnson up next. No, I'm just kidding. All
1: right. Washington's out and Nixon's in for me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. So my number two, uh I I I'm comfortable saying this. I've had a I've had some like I'm not gonna go into detail, but my number two is my most recent president on here. And a guy who uh to me, represented the fun, I guess, of the 1980s, all right? It's it's weird saying this out loud. All right, so the 1980s, in my opinion, was the, was the greatest decade. All right, I didn't live it, but the best video games, the best movies. Um, cocaine was in its purest form, all right? It was really early on, all right? It wasn't all this and other stuff. It was just pure, straight cocaine. Okay. I think jarts were still a thing. <laughs> right? That's what they called them. They didn't ban jarts yet. All right. 80s were tremendous for a creative, and, you know, freedom and all that stuff. And I'm going to put Ronald Reagan here. Okay. Dutch Reagan. Uh a lot of people don't understand why um and I've actually like talking to some people who are like really why um he's awful. And I'm like ah. I'm not gonna go that far. I'm not gonna go that far. Reagan had a really good way of communicating. All right, they legit. He was the the great communicator. That was his name. Um, he can he can make you feel good by listening to a speech of his. And I have been doing that a lot lately. I've actually done that for a lot over the years, but lately, another Apple. Music podcast album was was some of Reagan's greatest speeches. Um, hilarious. Have you ever watched any of his stuff?
1: His acting career?
0: <laughs> well, that wasn't so great. But his his, his, oh, no, his you spe-
1: said you said hilarious in in Reagan, so <sighs> I took a shot at his acting. career.
0: Oh, no, it wasn't. Well, that was pretty bad. He's not. He's pro- He was proud of it, but he, it wasn't great. No, not great. Um, not a great actor. No. Um, but he he had some really like the old man jokes. Going, I, I love his some of his one-liners, and he is his. He had like this old person like stories where they like tell you like a joke, but it's it's like a ten minute, like a five minute punch. Like takes five minutes to get to the punchline. Mm. Um, you know, and that's obviously I know that doesn't make a great president, but it makes me feel comfortable and and respect. Uh, a person, he made government more efficient, from what I understood. Um, some of the stuff I read, and I actually had uh some examples cuz again i i i wanted to i felt comfortable putting it on here but i didn't want to i i wanted justification I, I wanted to convince myself i guess that this was an okay choice um let's see i'm trying to find the example right here let's see he 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 reduced a lot of the inefficiencies like i said he made government work when this is an example from procon.org, something that I, I contemplated, I looked over many times before making my list, even though it's about feeling. But when he took office, it took seven weeks to get a social security card and forty-three days to get a passport. Is just an example. By the time he left office, you could have both in ten days. That's cutting bureaucratic bullshit out of the way. Mm-hmm. Which I small government. You know that that's the people's problem with big government. It's making sure he's not peeing on the rug. That's. A lot of people's problem with big government is just the delays and this the ineffectualness. It's unfortunate. Uh tax cuts. All right. Everybody loves tax cuts. He wasn't necessarily great at balancing the budget like he had wanted. He was very stern on defense. Um but I feel like that was actually rather important for another point I'm gonna make. But during uh Reagan's presidency, there was a ninety-two month. Uh, economic boom period, and I do have. Uh, let's see. It went from uh November 1982 to July of 1990, so lasting into the George H. W. Bush presidency. Mm. Uh, with the, I know, I know. Um, both Bushes not good. Uh, but with it, it, it grew the GDP by 36 percent. Uh, added 20 million jobs over that time, and the economy was just in a really good place. You hear about it all the time. Uh, about how good the economy was in, in the 80s and eventually the 90s. Actually, Clinton, um, and I, I don't know the specifics of it, but I have read multiple times over that he actually carried on um, and maybe refined some Reagan economic policies. Absolutely. Uh, you know, so which was not too shabby. Uh, he was bipartisan, all right, when it came to he was he was— he started off as a Democrat, being governor of California, all right, he eventually converted over to the Republican side, but he knew how to reach across the aisle. He had a really good friendship with the, uh, I forget the gentleman's name, but the, the pretty much the leader of the Democratic Party in Congress, I can't remember his name, he had a good So
1: like the Speaker of the House or Yeah, I, I
0: believe so, majority leader, uh, something like that, but um Again, I'm reading about this all now, but really good relationship. They they had their differences. They hashed stuff out. But also, he could reach across the aisle. Because he didn't – he he attacked – he didn't attack people. Reagan didn't. He attacked maybe ideas, philosophies. He didn't crap all – he, he didn't put down individuals for believing what they believed in. He just – he disagreed with the ideas. And that's a, kind of a way – to extend the olive branch. So he got a lot done. He accomplished a lot because he was able to extend the olive branch. Um, and of course, the fall of the Berlin Wall. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Love the speech in Germany. It's a great speech, a great moment. Um, and this is why I let, like, the, like, I mentioned the tax cuts, but he didn't want to reduce, um, you know, confining government. Uh, efficient spending, but he didn't want to reduce defense. I don't feel like he could for where the turning point of the Soviet Union was happening, that the Cold War was happening at this point. Things were starting to fall apart of the cracks. And actually, I would say that the Soviet Union was pretty strong in a lot of things in the 70s because Detente, uh, Jimmy Carter, great man, not a great president. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Really, really great man.
1: I'm just a simple old peanut farmer. I know
0: he's so good, and I'm glad he's alive and kicking. Well, he's not. I don't. He's 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 alive. I think he's in hospice now. Um, but his presidency wasn't great. Ronald Reagan, you know, made I feel like the country stronger, um, foreign and domestically. You know, abroad he put pressure on the Soviets. You know. Uh, when it came to assisting Poland, Poland was having some minor revolutions around this time because uh, they were in the Russian sphere of influence and communism just wasn't working for me, pal. Um, but he kept his def- defenses up and eventually tanked out the Soviet economy, the, you know, the communist way of life. And I don't believe the Soviet Union officially fell into like 90, 91 when H.W. When was president. But by the time Reagan left office, they were done so. Mm-hmm. It was pretty much written, and he left office one of the most popular presidents of all time. I think he had a sixty percent job approval rating at the time he left office. Um, it wasn't always at that point, but people were satisfied. So, I I, I really do enjoy Ronald Reagan. Um, you can hate me for that if 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 you feel so inclined. I don't care. Um, again, I, I'm a I'm 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 as much as i you know civil rights and all that and and people being treated equally uh i want my dollar to go further i want my paycheck i want my hard work and, and and me spending uh currently 80 hours a week at work i want my dollar to go further i want it to to feel like it's worth it and i feel like a lot of people do um you know it, when when you start fudging around with people's money uh, it's not a good thing so um but Reagan did get things on track, and and you hear a lot of prosperous stuff. So Ronald Reagan
1: comes into my number two. I don't like him.
0: <laughs> and that's, yeah, and you're entitled to that?
1: But I was interested to hear the things that, because you, you told me that he was probably going to be on the list. Yeah. And I was curious to hear what it was that you liked uh, about him. And all those things are 100% justified. Yeah. Like 100%. They're not, they're dealt in facts, um, Iraq. Listen, iran Contra, real bad, <laughs>
0: real bad. Yeah, but
1: then <laughs> George George H. Yeah, George H. Bush, he has his hands in that too. So it's not like yeah.
0: And listen, everybody's done it. Joe Biden literally just traded the the, the basketball player
1: for an arms dealer. You want to be mad at uh, be be mad at Oliver North, man. Yeah, like, like it's <laughs> yeah. So. Um, They've all done bad stuff. We said it at the top of the show. The only one for me that stands out that he, he unfortunately bears the cross of is he is front and center there as the the face of neglect on the AIDS crisis, right? I I just don't think it was within his realm of understanding. Which I don't, I don't, think, I don't it think it was, either. I never thought it was. As far as I understand, it was never purposeful neglect. It's just not. What in can his, I do? Well, it's I, not in his. his yeah. It's not in his wheelhouse, man. Right. Like, it sucks, I and mean, maybe another president does better. Clinton, but Clinton point him out.
0: Clinton did better towards it and bringing attention, but but they were calling for it, and and uh, again, this is that's, from videos and this sort of stuff.
1: That's the 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 corporations and stuff. Yeah,
0: I so. I just I, I don't like it. It's. Public health stuff
1: is Reagan's economic policy of trickle down economics. My favorite quote from that now is from a guy that I'm a big fan of uh, comedian Ben Kissel on the last podcast. And left he goes trickle down economics. You know what always trickles down the cost. It always trickles down the cost. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah I see I'm no th- like
0: I'm not super harsh like I don't mind businesses. Getting like, not like tax exemptions, but not being taxed to death. I I don't mind that because that means job opportunities for people. I wish those businesses
1: paid more. It's all about the morality of the people that own the companies. That's anyways. true too. That's not the president's job. Correct. It's not his job to That's be not the, the morality compass for all the corporations. Like, we live in an oligarchy now. Uh, I don't know if anyone understands this, but. It's not Reagan's fault. You know whose fault actually it is now that it's it's going to be worse than it ever has been? The Supreme Court, who allowed um, corporations now to basically become equal to voters, normal citizens. So, you know, the, everyone's got their own hand in what we get mad about. And yeah. uh, I would definitely say that while he's—I don't hate anyone like that we've talked about and definitely not Reagan— um, People want to be mad about him, be mad about him, yeah. but he could have been worse. There's a lot of presidents that have been worse.
0: No, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. So I purposely
1: um, left off one of, one of uh, my favorite quote-unquote presidents just because as good of a guy as I think he is, I don't think he really helped with anything with this country. Fair. And he's more modern. I, and start- I already talked about them, so you can figure it out if you're smart. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I mixed, yeah, mixed yeah. feelings. Stuff, so. right? Yeah. All right. Number one time. Number one. You knew this was coming. It's been teased for a while. Teddy Roosevelt, baby, beautiful. This dude was a bad ass. All right. Here are the fun things I know about Teddy Roosevelt. One. While he was in office, he called all the major football collegiate programs in the nation. Uh, they are mostly made up of Ivy League schools at the time because that's where it started. And uh, he brought them all in, and he, he sent them down, uh, maybe in the Oval Office. I don't know if that existed then. But he sent them all down, and he was like, guys, we've got to talk. Now, you know me. I'm a mountain man, right? I like to explore. I get I'm rugged. I'm tough. I was, uh, I was part of the Rough Riders, right? I mean, I was, I was, I was a badass. And when it came to the army, you know, he lost sight in or partial sight in one eye from going to Africa and participating in call, something called African stick fighting. Okay, but he called all these schools together and said we had way too many freaking deaths in football last year. Yeah. We have to do something. Yeah. It's like, my that's my favorite thing that I first learned yeah, about Yeah, being him. a football like, guy, how could you not? Right. And he's like, he literally had to like call them in and go, you got to figure this out because we can't have this many people dying. Yeah. It's kind of messed up. He was right on so many things. There's so many things that he just has been proven right on. Um, the idea that America needed to be a force on the world stage that was there to helped the little man super right about the push for the Panama Canal insanely correct about as much as as yeah. costly as it was and as much hatred as he ended up catching which I'm I'm curious how much they get into that when you you know get to your teddy book um because in the teddy book I read when he went to South America there was a lot of protests but he's such yeah. a charming guy yes he's such a likable guy he got the he got the protesters. He kind of calmed them
2: down. I like listening he got to, him to his speeches almost like kind of like him.
0: I like listening to his speeches too. Yeah. I think he's very well spoken. His voice doesn't match his body though.
1: No, it's kind of high pitched and easily. <laughs> yeah. It's a little really it's a little, cool a little, to hear that. He um he was a sickly child. He had huge asthma problems, and I love that his dad basically sat him down when he was like I want to say like nine years old. Yeah, I think it was like right around nine years old, and he told him, like, listen, you know, we, we've tried things with doctors, right? And doctors say this, and doctors say that. He goes, but if you're going to be different, if you're going to be stronger, it's got to be on you, son. Yeah. No one else is going to do it for you. So he, he would work out and, and push himself to the limits, and that's what really drove him as a, a man, which is he always believed in – making your body's your temple. Like, like he was like one of the first people to probably like think of it like that. And that, you know, it all starts from inside here. And if I'm as strong as I am here and I give as strong as I am in my brain and in my thoughts and stuff like that, then I can make the most impact I can use. I can use this to lead men to, to show people how it's supposed to be. he has got great quotes, you know, the walk softly and carry a big stick. You know the the breaking up of the monopolies the the you already said the his conservation is you know d- establishing the national forest or the national park system.
0: Yeah, right. imagine what I mean. Just like imagine how like people would have no issue. Construction companies, government would have no issue just rolling over places like that yeah. and, and just putting a, 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 a three story pet house system. You know what I mean? Just 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 Stupid stuff, but he protects it and keeps the natural beauty. I love the natural beauty of America. Yeah. I really do. Made me sad when Niagara Falls, they put fences up. I understood why, but they put a lot of stuff up that that restricted certain views of it. Um, Teddy, I don't know why I went on that tangent, but (laughs) yeah, you're right, though. Teddy helped preserve the natural beauty of the United States of America. And and there is a lot of beauty here, mm-hmm. whether it be our rivers, mountains, forests, um, and again some of the 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 wildlife yeah. that lives here.
1: And and Teddy played a massive part in that. Yep. And then you know the teddy bears named after him. Yeah. Well, that's cute. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. <laughs> again, I said it earlier. How many billions of children have played with teddy bears over their lifetime?
1: Exactly. And then I guess the the last thing that like really. Drove home to me of how important a man he was, not just a president, but I look at, like, what his sons accomplished. His sons were remarkably accomplished. Yeah. You know, uh, his firstborn son moves out to South America, and and he helps, you know, build all these dams and stuff like that. And like very hazardous conditions, and then his 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 uh, name, the namesake, you know, is Teddy Junior. He goes out, participates in World War II. I was telling you about that. He was there at D Day. Yes. he was there those the at Normandy, and he was this is the craziest thing. He was out there with a Colt forty five and his walking cane. And that's what he went onto the beaches of Normandy yeah, on a, off, a, off a landing craft with machine gun fire and yep. bombs going off. And here he is getting his men out. And then after they went out and they got mostly to their objective, he stayed on the beach and kept, helped other ones come in. More were coming in. And he was get them and he would point to them and go, get over there. And everything's just like blowing up. And yeah. literally his commander, who was in charge of the next guy up from him, good friend of his, and he's the only, that's the only reason he was allowed to do this, because he just like, knew him and couldn't say no to him. He didn't think he was ever going to see him again. Right. And there he is at the end of it. And he was like, I'll be damned. Yeah. He doesn't survive the war because he ends up having a heart attack. He had, a, he had horrible heart issues. Mm. Um, but the Roosevelt family, very, very special and important in American history.
0: Yeah. No, no doubt about it, man. Teddy, I always like Teddy because, like, I get excited seeing these hands-on, like, leaders who go into, like, battle and war. I think there was somebody from, was it Turkey? It was, like, their president or something that was out there, like, fighting So, I I a couple years ago. Um, but Teddy got out there. He got down and dirty. He would never tell a guy, you know, he would never tell people to do something that he wasn't willing to do himself. Yeah. And that's the mark of a great leader to me. So, um, I love it. And I, uh, I, uh, yeah, I, I, Teddy, I, again, we had mostly matching lists, uh, obviously different spots and stuff, but, um, but really, really great. That leaves my number one. And I did mention he was going to be on my list already. Brian mentioned him as his number 10, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and I'm going the founding, uh, the first U.S. president, George Washington. Um, you know, being original is, uh, being the originator, being the first of something uh, is, like, it's enormous pressure. Um, you made a good point. They want him to be king. And he goes, no, you know, I I don't want that. I'll be president. And the title is, you know, presidency, we're going to do these terms. And he did his his damnedest to uni- keep the country united. You know, there was still it was divided, north and south, loyalists and, and you know people again, the British sympathizers and the French sympathizers. He did his best. He kept people around him, and and again, this is the divide that's always been there. Like we think that being divided is like this new concept, but it's it's been around for ages. People just can't like can't find that middle ground it's that and, and he dealt with it in his own cabinet all right uh he ruled to his best ability i always admired i admire somebody who gets power and freely relinquishes it instead of maintaining it he did not want to be like the kings uh, uh you know but like the the monarchs of of europe that that they had just fought against you know, he did it with, he was in charge of the Continental Army, and people who have that kind of power, like, it's so weird, but it's it's like a weird thing to say or think about, but people like that, they don't like to yield that power. They keep that authority. He willingly went to, I think it was Philadelphia at the time, where the Continental Congress was, and said, hey, I'm, I'm giving this back to Congress, right? I don't want this power anymore. I'm go back to be a private citizen. He stayed hooked in politics. He uh helped form you know, the US Constitution and and helped you know it, I think he was the the technically the president of that first like constitutional um planning delegate. I don't know what the hell the word is for it, but um but he was the guy in charge of it. Uh people looked up to him the whiskey rebellion even though he he trusted he trusted alexander hamilton with this thing but they raised taxes on whiskey and and stuff like that but the whiskey rebellion laid down their arms because george washington just showed up all right and that shows you the kind of immense pull and power and then of course after his 2 years were done he says i don't want this anymore i'm going to go live out the last days of my life as a private citizen he could have kept going till he died he only died he passed away 3 years later um, I believe from pneumonia and a bunch of other, you know, a bunch of other issues. But Washington is tremendous. And, um, I, 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 again, aside from the slavery, which I don't condone, it was common thought at the time. It's just so weird to think about owning human beings. But, you know, I I, I don't use that against Washington. Um, he didn't do anything to help the—well, co- he did free, I think— did he free his slaves at the end. before he died,
1: I honestly don't know.
0: I I can't recall. He might have freed like one of his one of his slaves, but he. I read the book, reading the book. Ron Chernow. He did the Grant book too. He had empathy um, for them, but they made him money. I I guess I I, I don't know. Uh, I'm not gonna try and justify or spin it in any any way. It's not good. But uh, noble man, noble leader, and um and it is my number one. So,
1: there it is. Uh, is there anything you want to add? Do we have about five minutes to rattle off our favorite pop culture presidents? We do.
0: We certainly do. Uh, so, Brian mentioned this before um, about doing, like, a Mount Rushmore of of pop culture presidents. And... Um, yeah, I'm really excited. I'm actually really excited to do this. So how about you kick us off with uh, with your four?
1: Yeah, let's uh, go first with Jack Nicholson uh, from his portrayal of President Dale in, uh, not portrayal, but uh, he was President Dale in Mars Attacks. If anyone's seen that, great movie. He's on mine. He's, <laughs> in my, he's on mine as well. Harrison Ford uh, is uh, President James Marshall in Air Force One which is another fantastic movie. Uh, All these have themes. Uh, Terry Crews as the one and only Dwayne Elizondo Mountain Dew Herbert Camacho (laughs) from Idiocracy. And then uh, last and definitely not least, uh, number one. In fact, if you were to power rank this, this is easily my number one. Bill Pullman, Independence Day, President Thomas J. Whitmore. Yeah, I have all... All those, except the only one I don't
0: have um, was Terry Crews. I actually put um, it's Morgan Freeman okay. as Speaker Trumbull, um, or I guess he's President Trumbull. Some of all fears. It's from, Olympus Has Fallen. Oh, okay. Great, really fun movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's the only other one I, I I have difference with you, but I I love the uh, the uh, those Olympus movies, really good stuff. But Morgan Freeman's been present like two different movies. Yeah, what a tremendous actor too.
1: And Martin Sheen, um, two different. He was West a, Wing, right? He was pre- president in West Wing. And my wife told me that before I headed out that he was in a movie which I can't remember. Huh? Where he's president. Interesting. He looks quite presidential. He does. He
0: certainly does. Yeah. Uh, but there it is, everybody. We have gotten through the top ten favorite U.S. presidents, um, and I couldn't have picked a better dude to do it with, uh, Brian. Thank you for you know. I mean, I we love talking history. I'm glad we got to do it again on, on a podcast episode. But thank you for making me feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, don't, I I got in my own own head before this, and I should I shouldn't have. And I just it, I'm I'm working on. Like I don't care what people think, but also I don't want to hear the feedback, like negative feedback from me picking what I think and what I like. And and I can't I can't have a conversation like this with just anybody.
1: I, I appreciate that and I, I feel the same. Yeah. yeah. I I'm purposely guarded. Um I feel that one of my biggest strengths is the ability to talk to anyone about politics this is yeah. one of my favorite things to do. Is discuss politics because I do think that I can find common ground and convince someone else that I'm not their enemy. Yes, even though I may have voted for people that they would never have voted for. Yeah, um, and that's a great trait of yours, dude. Because
0: yeah. I again, I, it, I trying to do this like have a conversation like this on social media is just a death.
1: No, 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 and and, and, yeah. and in fact, in a lot of ways. Um, social media was created um, and supported by a lot of our political um, people in this country because they understand the power that it holds. And the a grandstanding for all of 20 seconds here don't let political parties decide who you get to be friends with. Yes, thank you. Do not. Allow them to be this divisive. Talk to people. Don't be afraid to engage. Face if you to have, face. If you have strong beliefs in something that offends someone, well, just understand that you don't want to hurt someone's feelings, so don't discuss that with them. Yes. But you can discuss other things with them. You can find lots of common. We have way more in common uh, than they would want us to know. I um, agree. And it, it's a scary time in America in that way. That yeah. we're our most divided um, as far as just ideology, and it doesn't have to be like that because yeah. we can't control so much of this country and so much of what we get mad about. Right. I agree. I agree. That's been a big
0: part of my whole just, uh, self-therapy over the last 10 months now, 10, 11 months now, is controlling what you can control. Yep. You know, you can be mad at politics and a politician, but... The only way you can change it is either A, you run yourself or B you vote. Outside of that, you know, that's that's all you can really do. Yep. And I, I've accepted that and um and I live very, very happily but no politician no politician has any bearing on my happiness or my basically on my emotions at anymore. I'm very happy to have let that go. So, uh thank you so much for listening to this one. This was probably my favorite podcast episode of all time and maybe recency bias here like um like like Brian was thought I would have with US Grant on the list, but uh but I it this was really nice to talk about. And again, I feel really really good and relieved that I can finally have a discussion like this in podcast form. So, once again, Brian, thank you, buddy. Thank you. To the listeners, Dan will be back next week. I hope. I haven't had it confirmed, but he'll have topic next week. And uh, in two weeks, we'll get that color combinations list going. So uh, make sure you check out Brian's other stuff, the Out of Tune podcast, once a month there, Crafting and Drafting, uh, which is coming to an end in two weeks, I believe. Recording next week, but I think the episode is going to come out. I'm not sure when you're going to drop the episode. Um,
1: Is that it? That's it, man. That's it. Wrapping up the third season. It's crazy.
0: I look I can't wait to be a part of season four. I am thinking though, you've been doing a lot of Mount Rushmores lately. Are we <laughs> are you gonna do a Mount Rushmore podcast?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm not ready to Oh Area Grievous is too duh um uh, our Star Wars podcast. Which we
1: just did a uh, Mount Rushmore on there, didn't we? We did. Yeah. That's
0: what I'm saying. Big Mount Rushmore guy. So you're thinking love, about it. Love my presidents. Yeah. Hey, Mount Rush. I thought about doing a Mount Rushmore podcast episode because it's kind of like this. It's kind of like crafting and drafting, where you just pick the goats of whatever topic. So there's an idea for you. I like it. All right. Everybody, thank you so much. On behalf of Brian and I, till next time,
2: do you even You can see it.